Throughout history, free thinkers have outraged the religious with their wacky ideas about the virtues of free speech, reason, and of course, eating babies. Now, God is dying, and it's time to dispose of his remains. From the pits of hell, Satan sends two puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment with Ali Rizwi and Armin Navabi. Here it is, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. My name is Ali Rizvi. I'm the author of The Atheist Muslim, A Journey from Religion to Reason. With me is Armin Navabi, the author of Why There is No God and the founder of the amazing Atheist Republic. That's atheistrepublic.com. And um, this is, uh, you know, this is our podcast, Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. And we're very excited to have a very special guest today, someone who I actually happen to know very well. <laughs> uh, and this is, uh, so I'm going to introduce everybody to, well, I mean, not for a lot of people. She doesn't need an introduction again. So um, there it is, Alishba Zermin. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's up? <laughs> okay how's it going you'll finally get to have your money's worth the the only quality interviewer uh, interviewee you'll you've so so far heard on this show would be me so uh congratulations patreons so as you can see she's a good she's a big fan of modesty culture you know for all those people out there modesty culture anyway uh this is so Alishma. i'm wearing a hat it's the same as a hijab okay so alishva <laughs> so here's what I, I know a little bit more about her than the average person so i will introduce her really quick and because this is the stuff that she actually won't be very modest about so i'll, I'll tell you about her uh, alishva grew up in karachi pakistan um when she was an adolescent just a teenager she got a scholarship uh, a called the United World College Scholarship. Now, this is the same scholarship that Malala Yousafzai got uh, in the UK, and Alishba got it, and she went to do high school at a private school in Victoria, in BC. So she was flown out there, first time she'd ever been on a plane, went there, um, pretty much kicked ass in high school, then got a full-ride scholarship at Erlem, uh, where she did a liberal arts degree. And now she's just a, a, a woman of many trades. I mean, she does... Uh, she's a professional photographer. She's also, uh, what did you do on this? Both humans development and social, some really complicated shit. Um, I do you. Okay. <laughs> we're not, let's not, uh, uh, yeah. We should, do. she's, we're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, okay. And she is also a, uh, a Disney trained photographer. She's a photographer who actually trained in Anaheim in Disneyland. Um, so, uh, she does a lot of things very well. And so I'm obviously biased because she is my wife. We happen to be married. And she's here fresh off a Facebook ban. So she was banned by Facebook. Not the first time. Several times she has been for some really amazing things. Um, I'll tell you one of the previous times, and I'll tell, let her tell you the rest. That One of the previous times was when uh, there was a woman, an, an actress, who was killed. Her name was Kandil Baloch. And Majid Nawaz wrote an article about this too. She was killed in an honor killing by her brother. She was murdered. 
And uh, there were a lot of Pakistani men defending the murder because they thought she was too immodest. She, they thought she was too whore-like. And um, Ashra basically called out all of those men who were uh, slamming, who, who were actually defending the honor killing. And uh, she seems somehow to have an army of Pakistani, pious Muslim men who somehow mass report her shit, and they're always, always uh, harassing her. I think she's she now has a very, very thick skin about it. And uh, they keep on getting her banned, and we keep on getting her uh, reinstated. This time, when she was banned, she was reinstated within 24 hours. Everybody out there who saw the tweets, who shared, uh, Jerry Coyne actually wrote a post about the ban. Uh, that also helped. Um, and Facebook has reversed the ban. So welcome back to Facebook, Lishba. But can you tell us what you were banned for this time and go into that a little bit? start well i'm a, i'm an islamophobe and i take pride in that but i also like most muslims <laughs> i think every reasonable reasonable person should be scared of um any religion be it islam christianity judaism hinduism yeah so what what happens is that every time you try to um talk about the facts uh the religious sen sentiments do get hurt because a lot of people actually aren't too um, well versed in their own uh, religion or in their own um, nationalist agenda. Um, they just they're just like repeating what's being taught to them, and a lot of the people who are well versed they're either atheists or they join ISIS or you know whatever version um, of ISIS exists in their religion. So that's that's basically what what it, what it comes down to. Um, so the normal people kind of get caught up by all of these so-called you know scholars. So what, 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 what the trend that we have seen recently is that there's a lot of secret groups on Facebook that are created by Muslims. A lot of them, for the most part, are Pakistani Muslims um, because Pakistan tends to get butthurt about a lot more things uh, during the whole uh, The Innocence of Muslims movie fiasco. YouTube wasn't banned in Saudi Arabia, but it was banned for like close to two years in Pakistan because, you know. Pakistan is the champion of um, Arab um, imperialism. So, uh, so what happens is that in these fa secret Facebook groups, they have compiled a list of um, atheists and uh, anti-Islam uh, rhetoric, people profiles, and people who uh, go go about uh, telling their views uh, that disagrees with their religion. And, and their beliefs. Um, and these are very, very hardcore fundamentalist people. So short of actually coming to my house and killing me because they can't do that because uh, I don't live in a batshit crazy country, um, they attack the online presence of uh, these people, including myself. And that's how the mass reporting gets out. Now, Facebook is too naive and too stupid. Um, uh, other, other than the fact that a lot of their you know, report, scanning report, all of their people are outsourced and are based um, in countries where you will see a lot of Muslims moderating it too, or, you know, guilt-ridden uh, regressive liberals uh, moderating these things. So when all of these things get mass reported, then Facebook automatically um, takes off the thing, and then it goes for manual revision. If you appeal to it or, you know, somebody double checks it, 
manual revision is a second step. I know all of this stuff because it's happened to me so many times and almost always I've had the band re reversed within 24 hours. Uh, this time it was not because of my doing, it was because of everybody else. So that's really awesome. Thanks. Um, but, uh, but that's how, that's how all of these secular atheist page pages and profiles get reported and not the, um, you know, uh, anti-Semitic pages, not the, uh, pro, ISIS pages and things like that. Those things are in thousands um, on Facebook, but they never get removed because there's no organized movement to have those pages removed. Like there is an organized movement to have uh, atheists uh, and ex-Muslims uh, pushed out of social media. And uh, there is another problem here. Pakistani government uh, a few months ago had, rec had recently um, uh, formally requested Facebook to release the names and profiles of Pakistani atheists and activists. Naturally, Facebook refused that. Um, one of the few moral good things Facebook is still able to do, apparently. Um, so Facebook refused that. However, they did not give up compiling a list on their own. I have had attempts of... Uh, my account being broken into my Facebook account being broken into by uh, the address was routing from the capital of Pakistan. So I would be not surprised if this is an attempt of the Pakistani agencies um, because their biggest issue right now is banning ex-Muslim Pakistani atheists. Not the fact that they, in Lahore, in one of the biggest cities in Pakistan, they don't have a burden unit for children because of which a child, um, someone I know, uh, their relative, and uh, I think the kid was nine, uh, was was six-year-old, um, the kid died because there was no burn unit. Can you give us the full story about this, about the, the, the kid? It's, it's a little happened? bit of a tangent, so we'll move away from the topic, but I'll just touch base. Basically, okay. the kid was involved in um, in, an, in a burn accident at home and his legs got burned, second degree burns. So his parents took him out uh, immediately, rushed him out to, because ambulances are a joke in Pakistan. So they rushed him out uh, to go to the hospital and from, uh, I believe from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., no hospital would admit the child because they did not have burn units. Even the children's hospital in Lahore did not have burn units for children under nine years of age. And then eventually they found a surgeon who admitted him in his hospital, in his private hospital, um, and tried to treat him. Um, but the kid died because of infection three weeks later because um, he wasn't given the initial treatment that he needed. So that is not Pakistan's concern. Pakistan's concern is also not that in a, in a small town, Kasur, um, there there was a huge sex abuse and child pornography industry that was found this is last what your post year was about or maybe right now, a couple right? years ago. So this is a post um, you just got recently got banned for. Yeah, and in the same and in the same village, this girl who was raped, stand up, eight years old. This girl who was raped, she was raped in the same village that was busted for massive child pornography industry so what, tell us about the so that's not that's not Pakistan's concern tell us Pakistan's about the girl though, the, the girl that you posted about um she was an eight-year-old beautiful girl it breaks my heart because uh, her eyes were like so much like my daughter's eyes and I was just like oh my god and all I could think of was my kid um and she was uh, brutally raped and killed and thrown in a landfill 
um, like garbage dump um, where people pee, animals do whatever. So that's where she was thrown and uh, the police found her body. Um, and the insanity of Pakistani justice system and law and order process is so, so weird. I looked at the postmortem report of the girl and you could see like it was a printout, like, you know, literally like almost like a stick figure printout where the ME had marked to wear um like you know the, the the markers of abuse on her body it was so primitive um but in any case they found dna evidence and they locked up some guy who was no surprise uh, an islamic priest religious priest and um he was uh he was he was booked and then turns out that he had also abused eight other eight other children before killing this girl and his defense statement is so amazing he said that a jinn got on my head inside my head and it was the jinn who made me do yeah, it jinn for those people who don't know is is a demon it's a it's a being made of fire that is uh, talked about in the quran quite often i mean these are things that uh, yes. people actually believe in grown adults actually believe in Jins. And Salman Rushdie's recent novel is also about jinns so you know just plugging in that i couldn't get through it because it's not that great of a read but anyway i have a signed copy <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway so it was like so that's that's that that was his uh defense um this is what you're dealing with right and i, I mean i'm reading i'm reading your post on facebook yeah. I, wh- what what do you think that triggered these people to mass report it like they do you think it was the the Muhammad part? Oh, can you describe it a little it bit? It could be that. Um, actually, actually, uh, one second, Armin, can you describe it if you're reading it for people who, who may not have read it? And we'll put a link to it in the in the description. But are you going to read the whole thing? Because that's going to no, take no, a don't, whole don't lot read of time. It, but no, no, just no, describe I just, what you're I just, talking there about. There were just four four points. Um, the first part was about the media uh, blaming it on women uh, advertisements and TV with women, right? Shaving cream and stuff like that. The second one, yeah, is they, about were, they were saying that women who shave their legs because they show bare so legs that's okay, why so I, let, let's okay let's go point by point i think that that is that is a that is yeah, a good let's use do of that. time so that first point refers to this amazing islamic scholar called orya magbuljan this dude is i i don't have enough words to um describe how vile and disgusting this guy is but at the same time he has said nothing that the prophet of islam wouldn't have said okay so this guy this is not the first time he is a very very famous um islamist in the sense that he believes that sharia law and all of that stuff should be part of islamic constitution through legal proceedings like through voting and all of that stuff so it's basically like you know i'm not gonna go around um the isis route but i want exactly what isis wants um so that's 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 what his idea is um even though like you know he himself like he doesn't wear like a um, hat or anything but but the guy is is uh he's he writes for very very conservative newspapers in pakistan and every time he's on tv like he was also one of the guys who um, said a lot of nonsense about uh, Kandil Baloch. And then I also uh, talked about him um, in that post. And I think a few years ago, when there was a page created against me for supporting Gibran Nasser, 
um, a blast or like, you know, like kill a Lisboa, whatever. It was like, it was specifically targeted towards me. And I do think that it was his brigade who started it because I crossed paths directly with him when I commented. Well, you, you were put on the official so blasphemy I, list, the list of blasphemers. So I, yeah, I think it was his brigade. And, you know, then, then things kind of got yeah, We had to get there. security arrangements. Uh, right. But, um, yeah, but I, 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 I like I like RCMP. They're pretty bomb about it. And they are, you know, they they take this shit seriously. And they understood the work I was doing. They weren't like, you're Islamophobe. They weren't like that. They were like, I was kind of flattered, um, you know. Not like uh, London, the I heard. way. Oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. God, no. RCMP is bomb. There's a reason shit doesn't happen in Canada. You know, like they are aggressive about this stuff. And there's a reason that why girls, little girls have to make up stories that, oh, there was a man who brought scissors and tried to cut my job. This happened in Toronto a few weeks ago. It turned out it was bogus. Nothing like that happened. And the girl was making up the story. But, but that's the thing about Canada. I think the politicians are very, they can be the apologists. Like even Trudeau a lot of times is an apologist. But this, uh, the, when it comes to the institutions like the RCMP, they're pretty they're tough. very objective so, they are not yeah. discriminatory they're very objective they understand the deep roots of the system something that facebook doesn't understand yeah, so they, they have a kind of to good cop bad cop type thing with the yeah. politicians and the and the yeah and these uh, agencies but um yeah so we put on a great face <laughs> but our intelligence is like on top of shit right but um i'm i'm, I'm, I'm happy with that I'm happy with that. There's a reason I decided not to ever go for politics where I have to put my face on the front cover, right? Because then you end up being a useful idiot for yeah. the most so, part. So what did this Oreo um, McBool, what did he... So anyway, so this Oreo McBool, John, <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, I like Oreos. Okay, I don't like Oreo. So this, uh, this uh, OMJ dude, um, he went on national TV and... He, this is word for word translation of what he said in Urdu. Okay, he said that when you show, like when 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 women take a bath and if they shave their legs, we don't ever they they don't take their picture shaving their legs and we don't make a video of them shaving their legs, but we show that on TV to advertise women's shaving creams, and when men see that, they get sexually frustrated. They see that leg and they see that shaving uh, thing and they see that sexy leg. And that's why little girls get raped. Can you make sense of that? <laughs> Jesus fucking, or should I say Muhammad this fucking Mustafa. This is word for word what he said. Like word for word, literal translation. Women's shaving cream is responsible for little Zena getting raped and murdered. What do you think about the people that suggest that it is exactly the opposite? The fact that women and men are so separate and women are seen as something not to look at or so, you know, the special thing that, you know, there is. do you think that contributes to the first sexual frustration? Like the fact that these things are demonized and, you know, go on. Okay, so there is a link to that in the rape epidemic and in terms of if you're trying to talk about women's sexuality or talking about, um, you know, the Me Too campaign and all of those things. So there is an element of that. However, when it comes to pedophilia, it's a whole different category. Pedophilia is a completely different category in the sense that first it's a preferential abuser. I watch shit on a law and order and I watch a lot of SVU. And I'm so happy that I do. 
and you should too because all of this me too stuff that's happening right now these guys have been saying that for 18 years in every single episode for the last 18 years every single week when they release an episode it's about that and if there is any change in public uh, opinion about rape culture and all of that stuff i think a lot of that has to do with uh, marishka the um uh woman who plays the lead character um in the last since the last few seasons anyway and i both watch svu yeah, so, pretty religiously so this um and they're very very close to real procedures right so this you, you're talking about preferential abuse or you're talking about somebody who is attracted to primarily children minors pre 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 prepubescent um or even younger kids right that's what you're talking about that particular um abuse um you can you can say that it could be um it, it's not always um gender preferential um it can be boys or girls right um and the abuser is i have personally never heard of um or never even seen an isolated single woman who is uh, abusing it's it's always men women can contribute but they are not They're the, the primary that, abuser. women usually are the people um, that uh, enable the, the men they help yes they, yeah. they they can be accomplices yeah. they can be accomplices but they are right. not primary right. abusers in these cases so just like just like you know larry nassar's case um huge huge scandal so these are preferential abusers now, with preferential abusers, when you attach the doctrine and the dogma that your 53-year-old prophet was, you know, divinely sanctioned to marry and rape a nine-year-old child, and that's all cool, what does that tell you? Where does that take you, right? So there is no conflict in this religious priest's mind who is a raping an eight-year-old um, girl and in the Quran, it also like they also um, Ali has mentioned in his book as well that there is a verse that talks about um, how to divorce your wife who hasn't yet menstruated. Right, that's uh, Surah sixty-five, verse four, where it gives instructions and in, uh, to uh, how to divorce a wife who is either postmenopausal, who's pregnant, or who hasn't menstruated yet. So, if your wife is of premenstrual age. This is how you divorce her. Those instructions are in the Quran, Surah 65, verse 4. Right. So it, this is not a matter of interpretation. It's right there. So when you take all of that nonsense, right, and you take this priest, in, the, in this priest's mind, there was no divorce between his religion and his uh, sexual attra attraction to little girls and him going after those little girls but but there, not killing her that's there's not, not killing her yes so so that's why he said in his thing he did not say that the jinn was there in his in his head to like rape her he said the jinn got in his head to kill her mm, so you he, he thinks before everything he was doing before killing her to her was okay that's what it sounds like and she well, wasn't a lot of times armin victim, like what happens is that right? these people like they think that well you know this is our our god-given right like, you know, Muhammad was an example for all time. He did this. We should be able to marry children if we want to. Why is this such a taboo? Why is against government becoming uh, going against Islam by now? But but they, they kidnapped her, isn't it? As for Islam, for it to be Islamic, no, no, wasn't but, he but, supposed to come to the parents? I mean, he, and but he can't because it's a law. So the government, they by not allowing him 
to marry her is necessitating him. The government is not a Sharia government. Pakistan has its flaws. So they think the government's like un-Islamic because they won't let them marry kids. Yeah, so, so the, they go out the, and they so force the to kidnap him. The government hasn't oh. officially gone to the dogs yet. Like officially on paper, it's not to the dogs, but and you know for all we'll get and, there but it's, yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know if this nonsense doesn't stop i have no doubt we'll get there so, um, but the but, thing, this whole this whole idea of Jen forcing him to do something—that's that's not something I've heard ever being as like this. This seems like Christian um, theo- uh, theology. This is, is an Islam too. The the concept know, of jinns and then Pakistan, and also you know you know uh, 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 the kul uh, kulu alawa had allow some of that particular yeah. one. Um, I think it was that one or one of the four kuls, right? Um, that was revealed to Muhammad after he was um, uh, after someone did voodoo black magic on him a woman a Jewish woman I think if I'm remembering the story correctly she did some voodoo black magic right. and then God Surat gifted him the call Rabbin Nas, right? So, so one of the calls. So she, uh, so, so, so God gifted him this uh, revelation to protect him from black magic and common sense also dictates that if you're going to believe in a god you're also going to believe in the opposite right um but so 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 this this is this is this is the mentality so he i don't know um if there's anything about remorse for her draping a kid i don't know because in his mind she was adult she was an adult ready to have sex she was an adult ready to go but there is there there is a deeper root was she eight was isn't she she was, she was an eight-year-old she was an eight-year-old kid isn't she supposed to be according to him at least nine I don't know. Well, I don't I, know what I, I was think going the age through his mind. Uh, the only, the only portion of his testimony that we have heard or that we can step, we have have that has been released is that there was gin in in my head when I killed her, right? So that is the only part of her testimony, uh, his testimony that has come out. How was he um, even free, given that he had previously done something like this? Um, I think they never found. Um, it's it's it's. You have to understand that sexual uh, abuse, especially when it comes to kids, it's such a taboo thing that, first of all, a lot of kids don't even know that they're being abused. You're talking about a country like Pakistan where there's no such thing as sexual education. Even the girls who were at uh, USA Gymnastics facilities, even they didn't know that they were being molested by their doctors until, you know, It's later. common practice in Afghanistan, too. The uh, I, actually, I got to say, and I've, I've told Alicia yeah. about this before, um, every girl at least i know that i've ever met in my life from pakistan has been molested i myself was molested and, and as a kid in pakistan by you know like storekeepers rickshaw driver rickshaws are like rickshaw taxi driver. it, it happens it's a very very common thing it's almost so common that people actually even joke about it later and they make they make fun of it it's, it's actually really it's yeah. just part of a culture it's bizarre I, I think my mom was super, super paranoid and she was literally a hawk. So I personally never experienced any child molestation. However, when I was in fifth grade, there was this guy who used to, every few months he would show up right outside our all-girls school. And while we were waiting for a school bus, he would be on his bicycle and he would um, drop his pants and masturbate in front of fifth graders and younger girls and then leave 10 minutes later for how long uh, so how was he not arrested i saw i think i saw him on and off all the way until i was out of the school which was grade 10 to five years wait so how come somebody that allegedly burns a quran doesn't get away 
And, and yes. somebody that does this for five years, nobody okay. does anything? So, You're not supposed to talk about I don't, it. So I, think, you... I think that, yeah. So I think that no girl, and myself included, talked about it because that would admit seeing a penis and seeing a penis is like... You're going to blame the kid. The girl, that's looking? what Oria Makbul was doing. That's what her right? post They're like, about. why were you looking at... Why were you looking at him doing that? So if it's, it's, it's they're like if you know what he was doing, that means you were looking at him doing that thing. That means that you're in trouble because you were looking at him doing that thing. But you were not looking at him doing that thing. Be like, oh, I wish you would put it inside me. No, you're looking at him, being like, what is wrong with him, right? Um, so and the, none of the girls ever talked about it among themselves, and uh, nobody reported and until i don't know if he stopped after i am pretty damn sure that he absolutely molested some people i don't know who i don't know if they were from my school i have no idea but this happened so i went to an all girls catholic school and catholic school in, right outside in the school. pakistan oh yeah mm-hmm. they're they're good they're they're a whole bunch of schools and they're not like they're not like you know indoctrinating you with bible but, but isn't thing. that illegal to do to uh, to teach christianity to, because you're you were not muslim so we were we weren't taught christianity oh, okay. right um like if you were if you're a christian student you go you have in your religious religion period you go to the chapel to study the bible and the hindu girls go study the um national ethics course and Hindu Parsi, like there's just one centralized ethics co- uh, course, and then for Muslim students, yeah, it's Islam not like course. Saudi Arabia. And so that's how they divide it. Yes, yeah, it's 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 not it's not it's not like Italy. It's not like the Catholic school. The concept of Catholic school is very different in the Western world um, than Pakistan and India. Pakistan and India because they were the like before before the British system was like British O level system was introduced, Catholic schools were the best schools you could send your it's kids. Missionaries to. basically, right? Because because the teachers were foreign trained and they were very, very educated. English English if you want your kid to learn English you know, you send them to Catholic school. So, so this and sounds like Pakistan needs a Me Too Me Too movement. That much more than the US. So something like this did happen after the Kandil uh, murder. But it like, you know, a lot of like um, girls from um, elite university campuses um, where, you know, either those uh, students were at those universities, either they go on to uh, study or get jobs in um, U.S. and European institutions or they stay back and um, are coming from wealthy families. So they're already privileged class. So they started this movement. Then what happens is the movement gets this connotation that this is something that is a Western conspiracy, and this is a conspiracy to lure our women away. And it makes no sense to me because you are attributing everything good to the Western world. <laughs> it's not making you look like you know any good if you say that women's rights are a Western concept. Uh, I'd be like, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty bomb concept. What does, concept, that, what, what does that mean? Lure, so, lure a woman away to to what? Lure a woman into the world of fahashi, like in, into the world of vulgarity. By by right? telling into people world, that you shouldn't. Um, you sh- what? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, telling by telling people that you have been molested or you have been. Yeah. Uh, oh, how yeah. is that? Isn't because, that the, because, the exact opposite? Because, because you are, because all of that stuff is tied to sexual liberation. All of that stuff is tied to sex education, right? 
when the Ontario uh, provincial government mandated um, sex education for all kids in primary school, there was a huge pro- protest uh, against it. Majority of those uh, people were Muslim people and uh, some conservative Christians. Of course, they weren't able to do jack shit because, again, hashtag Canada is awesome. But um, America's hat is awesome, man. It's awesome. But uh, what happened with, uh, with, 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 with the, is this the same mentality? It's the same mentality that if you talk about sex education, you're talking to your kids about sex. If you're talking to your kids about sex, you are telling them these things too soon and they're going to know exactly what it is and they're going to want to explore, right? And when they're going to want to explore, it's going to lead to sexual liberation, which leads to vulgarity, which leads to, um, a sexually free world, which is and, and then they might start which, dancing. which means the whole, the whole, well, yeah, and and which means which means the whole world is going to crumble and kiamat is near. It's it's a twisted concept. Do you think it might be the exact opposite? Do you think it might be that if, if women are empowered to decide what they want, then then they're less available, like they don't get to just get. But well, that's also yeah, yeah. yeah the sexual liberation is part of the whole. That that is that is the whole thing. So religion, when it tries to control women's sexuality, is trying to control women as a whole, right? And through sexuality, they control their finances. Through finances, they control their families, their kids, and everything, right? So if a woman dis- divorces a man, the kids go to the man. Box on, yeah. Right? This is, is that why they're also against uh, some Taliban and people like that are against education? Because the more they're empowered, the less control they have over yes, women? Yes, that is, that is common sense, right? That, that's, that's how it is. The more educated, and I'm not saying literate, you can have a MBBS degree and still be an uneducated moron, like that doctor who was convicted of um, a female genital mutilation in uh, Michigan, right? Um, she was a she was a Muslim um, Bori doctor, and uh, she was cutting uh, for she cut the she she practiced FGM for ten years and. Um, mutilated over 100 girls right i lost my train of thought sorry why did i mention that again empowering yes 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 so she has she was a doctor licensed doctor but she was ben carson right so ben carson right right so um or or even even uh um uh what you what you call it um almost in Trump's entire cabinet, <laughs> right? So, so you have, you have that, that situation. So it's, it's the more educated the society is as, as a whole, the more moral the society is. And the more moral the society is, the more liberated the society, the more tolerant the society, the more accepting the society is. And when you start having these things, then you start having democratic process. When you have democratic process, it's the complete opposite of a religious authoritarian rule. Because democracy is not authority. Democracy is an election-based, choice-based system, which is up for renewal, right? Unlike religion. So you lose a lot of things when you give women the power to make sexual decisions, which is why we have this anti-abortion movement, which is why we have these um, 
anti uh, birth control uh, covered by you know health insurance movement it's all it's all starts yeah, so with I, I wanted to revolution I, I wanted to kind of bring just a, a the reference to this the religious reference to this and this is so for all oh, yes, the Christians yes. out there this thing or the non-christians or ex-christians I just want to let you know that we have a revered figure in the Islamic religion named Mary. Her name was Maryam. She was a virgin. She gave birth to Isa or Jesus uh, as a virgin. And uh, the whole idea, as it is in Christianity and it is in Islam, is that uh, Mary was a chaste, pure, innocent woman. It was innocence associated with that virginity. There was chastity and there was there was purity associated with that virginity. Um, and that's how she gave birth. No penis had ever touched her. No man had ever touched her. And that's why she was so pure and innocent. Well, except this, except except Jesus. Now, this, this is what this, this it ultimately <laughs> implies that if she had been touched by a man, she would lose her innocence. And we use these terms: we use lose our innocence, lose our virginity, you know, lose chastity. Chastity. You've done that, and 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 this is the underlying like a used like a used product, mm. like a used product, right? So her virginity, this glamorization and fetishization of virginity that started with. In, in the Abrahamic religion, especially with Christianity and Islam, with Mary, is the underlying sentiment behind slut-shaming, behind victim-blaming, behind the hijab, behind um, you know the Bible, Timothy telling women to shut up and stay in the back of the church or obey their husband as they would obey God. I mean, these are things in the Bible. This is stuff in the Quran. And it all it is also FGM, which is basically, um, uh, it's, it's geared towards uh, you know curbing female sexuality it, it also that these things are all related this is all related to that so this whole um keeping the women's sexuality which is a very very it's a, it's a very powerful tool i mean you look at you look at people like bill clinton or all these politicians all these powerful people in in, in you know these uh politicians who work their entire life not to make a single mistake and ultimately they're brought down you know, because they're having an affair, or, you know, there's Monica Lewinsky or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think it's it's got anything to do with female sexuality. I think it's got everything to do with male sexuality and the no, lack of No, 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 Alishba, you're getting me wrong. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm saying that the female sexuality, sexuality in women is an extremely powerful thing, right? And it's something that men have tried to curb. Um, for their advantage by making women feel bad. Now, if you look at the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing, she was a 21-year-old intern, you know, who, who was having, a, she had an irresistible guy who was the most powerful man in the world. He was a 50-something-year-old guy who was married with a, with a daughter who was almost this woman's age. Who got slut Bill Clinton came out of that unscathed. Monica Lewinsky, to this day, is slut-shamed for it. And uh, yeah, her entire career, like she was, she must have been a super brilliant she, student she to be able to intern, to intern at, at the White House. The White House, yeah. right? And, um, I I always and, tell and people, that, like a lot of uh, men who, whenever I heard it, I used to tell them, I'm like, listen, someday your own daughter is going to blow a guy, and it's probably going to be in the back of a truck. It's not going to be in the Oval Office. So your daughter is going to do it at some point. So just you know, yeah. it's not a matter of uh, and 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 this brings me. Uh, to my, the second pointer that I made, because FGM and all of these things are like, you know, very, um, uh, I would say, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, graphic um, uh, tools of power, uh, tools, tools to um, control women. Same uh, this, as hijab. Okay. I'm sorry? Same as hijab. Yes, yes. 
But um, if you look at the comments of Pakistanis on these uh, viral videos made by, I don't know, like how many different pages, Pakistani pages have made this video. It's about a dance competition um, that aired on Pakistani TV. uh, And uh, it was a kids dance competition. And uh, it was... uh, and then they were they were dancing uh, on songs like you know Bollywood songs, um, and then it's it, it it was it was I wouldn't really say that you know the songs were um, uh, it, it was it was the, the connotation of the songs were like hip hop songs right so it's it's like kids do hip hop music here too kids dance here too but what these um videos were trying to say in explicit words is that when you show when when you encourage little girls to dance on national tv and dress like this and by dress like this they mean the girls were dressed either in jeans and tops or it's like fully covered right like you couldn't you couldn't see their their body as such so they're like, but they were they were wearing fitted clothes. So just like girls do when, like little girls do when they go to the gym or when they go to dance classes. These people, Jesus fuck. So these people made this video that because of little girls dancing on TV for on dance competitions, it encourages men to go and rape them. And then everybody started saying shit to their parents. These parents should go to hell. It's this um, when this thing happens to their daughter, then they'll realize how wrong they were. People literally said that that these parents who send their kids out for dance competitions deserve their 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 girls raped, their their children raped because they are enticing the nation, the men uh, in the nation, to go ahead and rape kids. This is so, what so girls, they said. So girls should so girls should stop having fun because these men can't control their. Urges. This is what they said. So this was my second pointer that this was the dance competition. The dance competitions happen all over the world. Ballet classes, little girls like my one of my very good friends' daughter is like what three four years old now, and um, she she wears her ballerina costume. I don't know what the hell these people would do if a Pakistani little girl was in a ballerina costume. Like they would just like, I don't know, jump into the TV screen to rape her. Right. This is the mentality you're you're talking about, that they think that girls competing in a dance competition, all the girls under the age of nine is the reason why little girls get raped and programs like this should be banned. And uh, why are parents allowing girls to dance? They literally said that. And whereas the same dance competitions for boys, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um, Alishba, there's, I just want to read out the last part. Uh, you wrote the last point in your post. Um, Cause you know, this is, and after that, I have a couple of, sure. Questions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. The, the last, uh, this, these are several points that Lishpa made in the post. And then the last one was that uh, there was this idea in Pakistan after this girl was little girl was raped that, Rape started happening when Indian cinema and the Western media started getting broadcast access in Pakistan. So this is one of the things that people in Pakistan think that because, you know, Indian cinema and Western 
media and everything is now getting into Pakistan, people watching this and it's making, you know, these poor Pakistani men go out and rape kids. So Alishba wrote, quote, yeah, because no one ever got raped and molested before TV came around, because the prophet of Islam himself didn't marry a nine-year-old and killed all the males of 13 and over of the tribe of Banu Kareza and took a married Jewish woman, Rihanna bint Zaid, as his sex slave after slaughtering her husband. And this is obviously historically true. It's, it's documented in, Islam, in Islamic history. He did take sex, sex slaves, and that's actually allowed in in uh, Islam, even if they're married. And she's one sex slave who is mentioned by name that she was taken from the tribe of Banu Kareza, which is a Jewish was a Jewish tribe, and uh, uh, the Prophet killed um, all the males of the tribe of thirteen and over, or basically all the all the kids and anybody who had pubic hair. And this was the justification the Taliban used when they killed those uh, kids in the school in Pakistan. Um, so j- just to be clear, that's a sign of that's for them. That's a sign that they're adults, so it's okay for yes. them to kill. Yes. Yeah, okay. So they killed. So they killed all of the males, including Rihanna's um, husband, and then he took her as his sex slave. And then later on, it's said that she converted to Islam willingly and happily. Who the hell knows? Uh, as slaves <laughs> I mean, often because, do. Yeah, yeah, because slaves have all <laughs> the liberty to do that. Right, just yeah. like oh. well, a lot of a lot of Muslims will say this was the norm at the time, and also slaves were treated better under Islam than. Oh my jeez! Like oh my god! Ha- Thank you so much yeah. that you're treating me so nice. You're giving me two days of food and raping me every single night because the because a sex slave has the choice to say no. This is actually the example that ISIS is following when they follow the, the Muhammad's example. This is actually the but what I what I say to that whenever they say, "Well, this was the norm at the time," is that so you're agreeing that your that the life of Muhammad should not be applied today. So you're you're acknowledging. Uh, so when, when you so yeah. when I say that and when I quote these things, they go batshit crazy. They actually can't refute it, right? Unless you are like completely deranged, like somebody like um, you know. Kashif Chaudhry or Qasim Rashid who were like, oh, actually, Aisha's age was 18 years of age. The concept of 18 as a marital adult age is a very, very recent concept. Yeah. As recent as like 30 years. They just happened to find that yeah. for 1,400 years, it was always marriage at six, um, sex at nine with Aisha, no dispute until recently where yes. in the West became 18 for it to be okay. Yes. Now we are, oh wait, we have we have no new document. We have recent we, if you add this number to this number if, and this from here, they, and we'll add it's up to 18. It's, it's, it's very interesting because they the, the document that they're taking this number one, uh, from is the same document that actually tells you that, that it was, was nine. <laughs> that yeah. she was nine. Oh guys, I guys I just have, I just got a, uh, I just got a uh, revelation. I got a future tweet uh, from Qasim Rashid that Raza Hassan just <laughs> tweeted from uh, uh, 60 years from now that says, well, Islam legalized gay marriage before the West ever did. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see if So basically that's, that's, that's what they, that's what they, so, so the people who are actual, like, you know, were not crazy in their head. were not trying to like, you know, tell that the snake is actually my little puppy dog. Um, those people, they have no answer to this, right? I'm like, if you're talking about following Sunnah, they're saying women should cover themselves because this is the, this is the, this is Sunnah. 
okay, then that means that you should also have your nine-year-old daughter married to a 53-year-old 50, man and you should also start wearing that Western blazer and you should also start wearing that uh, uh, Western suit and go wear what the Prophet wore in Saudi Arabia. Why are you wearing these clothes, right? But that doesn't apply to them. They're like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Islam. I'm like, I'm telling you exactly what you should be doing if you want to propagate sunnah. Why sunnah only comes in when it's about women's clothes and a child getting raped and then saying that it's women's fault that the child is getting raped or it's parents' fault who let their kids dance that the that children are getting raped in Pakistan. You know, it's it's an absolutely twisted ridiculous way of looking at things and this tells you that these people are not willing to look for solutions they are only concerned about what looks okay and what doesn't look okay they only care about appearances they only care about if islam is looking bad according to western standards or if pakistan is looking bad they are not interested in finding the root cause and they're not interested in solving any problems okay so if you were if if you were leading like let's say there was a me too campaign a movement happening in pakistan and you were one of the leaders what what would be some steps that you think some issues that need to be addressed and steps that need to be taken in pakistan Mass male castration. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but no, honestly, I calm down, Trump I, supporters. I don't even know where to where to begin answering that question. I really don't know because everything in the country is so fucked. I was actually thinking about it today that the only way, and I know it's going to sound ridiculous, especially because you have seen what happens to the secular when you have secular dictator dictatorships, like you know. Uh, the Pahlavi family in Iran and it just like goes to shit, right? You can't impose secularism in order to stand out. But what else can we do, right? When the government is buddies with terrorist organizations and they let them do their thing as long as the terrorist organization agrees that they will not try to take over Pakistani army. This is, this is the agreement they have. As long as they don't intervene in Pakistani army's doing, Pakistani government is not going to intervene in their in their madrasas, in their religious schools, in their religious teachings. This is the pack these fuckers have. What the fuck do you do in that situation? I don't fucking know. Well, I think you need you need the. I mean, there is no top down solution to this. There needs to be a slow bottom up educating people education. There, there, how can okay? So how can you have bottom up solution when uh, anybody who even tries to give you an alternative idea? gets killed or has to well, run that's away where, from that's Pakistan. where we come in right as atheist activists reaching out like yeah, yeah. so we, but, we but is there is there mass support for it among women because i you see with my stealthy freedom in iran you know you have one woman taking off her job and by and large you know, meet a lot of people that they'll get a lot of people come out and they'll join because and those, they will take that because their grandmother in pakistan, you don't have atheism is growing because, in pakistan though the num like no, if you look let me let me tell you something if you look some from all the countries that like atheist republic our number one fan base is from pakistan that's that's too, yeah but 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 you also have to see it may also be people trying to keep tabs right yeah but so, i mean you can see the level of you can see the comment section yeah. the fan signs that we get I'm, i i i want to believe that that's the case um however i can't i can't tell you if it's the accurate representation a and b um, to Ali's, to answer Ali's thing, um, Ali, I'm sorry, what was your question again? Oh, no, no, my question was that 
in how many women are actually in support? Because I mean, from what my experience yes. is that so so in Iran, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you you're talking about uh, Iran, right? In Iran, their grandmothers remember not wearing the hijab. Their grandmothers remember going to universities for freely. In Pakistan, there is no such thing. There really isn't. Because they have really never experienced the fully oppressive religious regime. They have never experienced it, right? Um, and uh, when you're talking about women, I will tell you that, you know, that point I talked about, like, oh, why are these uh, parents letting their girls dance? Majority of the comments were from women, from mothers. They weren't, they, they weren't men. There were like uh, there were some asshole men, yes, but majority of them were coming from women because that's how ridiculously brainwashed they are. And you know, in 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 uh, just let me make this one point really quickly. In Pakistani weddings, a wedding where women can dance, and it's not just in Pakistan. I used to do a lot of wedding photography before, and every single Pakistani or Indian Muslim wedding that I shot. You know, any wedding where women were allowed to dance in front of men or with men was considered a liberal um, liberal wedding. Whereas a lot of weddings where, and because I'm a female South Asian photographer, so I, just because of why, like, you know, my, my, appearances i ended up attracting a lot of conservative clients because they were looking for a female photographer who would be able to photograph the female only like part of the ceremony those women were only allowed to dance where when women were there a and even then only some of them were allowed to dance and even then none of them were um doing anything remotely sexy their dance was so bad. I was like, it's just better if you don't dance, <laughs> right? So you can see that they really, really want to. They want to be happy. They want to celebrate. But they have been crushed so bad. Their confidence has been crushed so bad that anything that could make men think that, oh, look at me, is wrong, is bad, and it's them asking for it. And they internalize it. And that's what they do. So you can see this representation in Pakistani weddings. And if there's any Pakistani, South Asian, Indian, Bangladeshi, anybody, or this also happened in Arab weddings. Does this also happen in Irani weddings? Right? So if, if there's anybody out there who's like listening from these places, who's listened to this, they have absolutely 100% been to at least one wedding where they have actually seen this phenomenon than themselves. So you're talking about that kind of ridiculous society that they even bring their shit to liberal countries and do this thing over here too, where they have no problems. Like well, this. I mean, it's actually like that with uh, FGM as well. I mean, if you took it, a lot of these places where FGM is, uh, is it's practiced on a mass scale, like Somalia, Egypt, I mean, it's usually the women who are, I mean, Ayan Hirsi Ali, I think her story, I hope I get it, the details right, but I mean, um, her whole thing was that her parents actually did not want to subject her to FBM, but her her, her it was eventually I and, think her grandmother yeah, and the doctor Doctor Jumana in Michigan who got booked for FGM female. So so do you think do you think um, a, a lot yeah, of people do. in they the do. in the US for example or the whole every, all the people that are involved with the Me Me Too movement, a lot of people criticize them for not paying attention to their fellow 
of women in need in Pakistan, Iran, Bangladesh, Saudi Arabia. Do you think that's a fair criticism of them? That they're, I mean, they're saying, yes, there's a lot of, um, you know, women have it tough in Western countries, but they also have it really tough in these other countries and they also need a lot of attention. And why are you not giving them the attention they deserve? Is that fair? Do you think? Actually, and to add to that, I want to piggyback off that question to bring in the whole hijab thing. So, uh, you know, the this whole idea that people over here, uh, the, the Women's March, were celebrating the hijab, whereas people, it's it's a people in Iran are, are taking it off. So that's a very uncomfortable kind of reality. And I want to read your quote yeah. here also that yeah. you said about hijab and you compared it to the Confederate flag. Uh, when you said, so I'll quote it here, this is Alishba said this, what I feel about the hijab is identity and liberation apologists is the same thing I feel about Confederate flag supporters. Yes, free speech protects your right to sport one, but do not forget the fucking history and traditional use of that symbol. So, you know, the, this whole idea that, you know, to Armin's point, what he's saying about this sort of idea of feminism here and feminism there and, and dealing with these things, um, in the, in the so they're, they're, they're actually not related questions. They're completely different questions. I'm going to answer the first one first. So to you, Armin, that Me Too movement, a lot of people are getting very confused about Me Too, right? Me Too started as a response to workplace harassment primarily. That women are disadvantaged in workplace, in career situations because they end up being in situations where sexual favors are asked for the, of, of them for promotion, for opportunities, and similar things. That at workplace, a woman's sexuality can never be separated from her merit because it's the men in power who are making these decisions and they are more inclined to abuse that power. So that's how Me Too movement started. Me Too Hollywood movement. It was an exclusively Hollywood movement. It started so that, like, you know, I was watching Golden Globes the other day, and it turns out that so far there's only been one female director who has ever been nominated for Golden Globes. And that was like, I don't even know, like two decades ago. It was a while ago, right? And I'm not saying affirmative action. I'm saying... Like you, you can't, you can't get quality out there if you're constantly pushing the quality back. Selma Hayek's uh, revelation about her whole ordeal with Harvey Weinstein, she said if she had refused him that sex scene that he wanted, after refusing him everything else that she refused him, she would have lost Frida, the movie, the whole project, right? So how can you say that, oh, women are not nominated because they're not doing good, they're not doing good enough work? No, fucking MRA assholes, fucking Trump supporters, no. That's, and fucking Christina Hoff Summers, no, that is not the reason. And I've had a huge beef with Christina Hoff Summers before Twitter came around because I read her articles in school. A very conservative psychology professor of mine subjected us to that. And I was like, oh my God, this woman is dumb. Um, read what she has to say about uh, children's education when it comes to moral education. It's horrendous. Anyway, um, it's not that women don't have quality. It's not that they can't pass the merit test. It's that they don't even get to get there because that would mean letting 
allowing the uh, the other person to violate their body. Now, not everybody an asshole like me. I would record that shit and I would be like, fucking world, this shit's happening. And, you know, fucking crowd so is my Frida because I'm not about to put up with this stuff. You're also talking about a time where internet wasn't a big deal, right? Where crowdfunding, making a noise was not as easy as tweeting nuclear codes as Trump would do eventually, right? <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't as easy. But now it is, uh. right? Like, like, can you be sure Kofi was not a code? I don't know. Kofi-fi. Maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe it was, right? But, um, like, to, 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 to be serious again, the, the, because of the internet, it's, 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 it's like science, right? So in the last hundred years, science has done way more for human contribution, for, 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 to, to, for, for contribution towards a human, um, knowledge pot than anything has ever done before because we got computer and we got like, you know, we got technology and then it's, it's exponential, right? Same thing happened, happened here. In the last 30 years, 30 years, younger, like I, I, even I'm not 30, you know, in the last 30 years, they have, like Ali is older than 30. You're older than 30, you know, in your lifetime, you have seen gay movement come to the point where people can get married, where you've seen Hollywood going all out in black like a Shia Majlis and be like, we're going to protest this shit, right? But didn't so it evolve seen- to more than Hollywood and more to anybody yes. being targeted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. So what Western Hollywood feminists were doing here, they were, it, it's, it's like a company standing up. Be like, okay, we're part of this company, we're going to shut this shit down, right? So that's what happened. Now, Me Too movement exploded from there and then, it became other workplaces too. Everywhere else, women are getting harassed. And then it became a general thing that women are harassed everywhere. Armin, I kid you not, every single time when we were living in downtown Toronto, actually over here too, every single time when I walk on the street on my own without Ali or without a man with me, right? Or without an older woman with me, a younger woman with me, same thing would happen. I get cat cat called every single time. Six months ago, I went for a haircut and I was completely barefaced and I was wearing a useless summer dress and my child was in the stroller and I get out of the salon and this guy in his truck is uh, screaming, looking good, babe. And I lost my shit. I later thought, and th- this, this is how... how problematic the system is first i lost my shit and i went ahead and said can you guys ever fucking exist without calling out a woman who is on her own can you exist without doing that then when i walked away i felt stupid for doing that you know why i was like my kid is in the stroller she's only a few months old what if he had a gun what if he had decided to come out and kidnap me what would i have done then that's how pervasive the system is that even though I had the courage to speak out what I did, I realized that it was an incredibly unsafe thing for me to do for my child. So, so this is, this is what you're talking about. You're talking about systematic abuse. Now, 
are you are you I, mean, I was gonna connect it to ali's uh and your thing like the western feminism thing no i i just i just want to I, I just want to mention for, but so for my wife for example right since age 12 till eventually i met her she was alone without parents in a city and she was molested by every single boss she had every single one of them right but but what i'm saying well this is like in in philippines or in bangladesh or in pakistan there's even less protection for these people like when she describes to me to like these stories i would feel i would feel i feel scared like i would like holy shit what I, i'm so happy I, i'm not a lonely girl in a city like because how much protection I'm, i would always be like you know i would be scared right like it seems like i always need protection but the th but the thing is that i'm and what i'm saying is that can't this be you know given that i'm not saying it's you know when when we say something is a bigger deal somewhere else you're not discounting it in the U.S., right? You're not saying it's not a big deal in the U.S. by saying it's a it's a bigger deal somewhere else, right? I'm just saying, given that women have even less protection, have even less security, have even less support in these other countries, shouldn't this become a global thing for, especially for people in? To yeah, that, Islam, yeah. I have a long answer. If you have time, it'll take me about five to ten minutes to give this answer, okay? Because I'm going to draw some parallels here for you. So. People are always crying, and this in in the beginning it's gonna sound disconnected, but I'm gonna bring these two things together, okay? So people are always crying that whenever there is a, an attack in Paris, the whole world mourns. Hashtag Paris, hashtag you know Orlando, hashtag this, hashtag that. When Muslims are dying all over the world every single second, okay. What makes the world care about Paris, Orlando, San Bernardino, all of these places, 9-11? What makes the world care about that more than the um, almost 150 kids who died in uh, Pakistan, the shower? The people, the civil society of those countries valuing their own and the life of their own citizens. They are the first ones to go out there and raise hell. How dare you attack my city? How dare you attack my people? How dare you? When they go out and do um, memorials, tributes, and all of these things, minutes after attacks, instead of hiding away and be like, oh, oh whatever, I'm going to worry about what's there tomorrow, the whole world pays attention because they are raising hell. Why people are paying attention to Iran now? Because Iranian people are raising hell. Women in these countries are not raising hell. Until you say that this shit is bad and I need help, nobody's going to fucking come to your assistance because if they do, they're going to get killed themselves. My friend Sabine, she was 40 years of age. She was shot in the head for raising hell. Why? Because she was an only person who was reading, raising hell. One person. These movements cannot happen, like, as idealistic as we want to Can be. Can I dispute that for it's a second? A, because, go ahead. Because, peop, um, like, people in the Middle East, when the Catalonia-Spain thing was happening, in the Middle East, I'm not talking to Europe, they were talking about that more than Yemeni people dying. And Yemeni people... I mean, they, they, they were raising hell. They were raising hell by dying. 
right? They had no, like, no, you know, no, I'm, no. By dying is not no. No, no. I mean they can't. I mean, what I'm saying is they didn't even have a voice. These are pe- poor people. No, okay, these okay, are people um, that are voiceless. That somebody else uh, needs to go Armin, and give them a voice. Armin, yeah. Armin, uh, okay, I am going to dispute that too. When you are in such bad condition, when you have no resources and your life is in trouble, why are you still complacent? No, no, they're not complacent. Is it? Couldn't that be looked at as victim? Could they be saying that these are the victims? No, they, they don't. They're not complacent. They're raising. They're trying to raise hell, but nobody's listening to them. No, because uh, if you if you talk about women, women in Pakistan are not raising. I'm talking hell, about Yemen. Why. Yeah, for Yemen and things like that. Um, I think that sure we should be paying attention, but I also think that in in situations like that. I nothing popped up on my radar that was about these people going out there and be like, "We're standing well, out they, right it, here it, and try try to bomb us." They are, they are, but they have no, they have very, they have access, they have very little. I mean, we have been trying to do that, but nobody picks up the story because it's not interesting, not interesting to anybody, right? First of all, they they are too busy being poor and not having access to any internet and trying to feed their so, children so to even talk so, about it. But again, even when they do talk about it, even when we talk about it. What's happening to the surrounding areas, the, the great Muslim Ummah, why aren't they taking care of their own? Well, they don't give a shit. They, you know, they That's care what about. I'm to say. They care. You know they what they care about? They care about Burma more than Yemen because, because it's because bu- it's, it's, an, it's it's a non-Muslim killing. Non-Muslim a Muslim. is killing yes. Muslim. They don't yes. care if Muslim is killing Muslim. I, I think know, that, that's so, a, it, this point goes is, to I prove think, my yeah. point, right? Hmm. This goes yeah, to okay. prove my point that and until you start caring for your own. Like you know, Israeli soldiers. Okay, I have a lot of issues with IDF. I don't have a lot of issues with Israel as a whole. I have problems with settlement. I think settlement should be stopped because it's ridiculous. But, and I think IDF has some really fucked up programs they need to stop too. But I have friends in IDF and I have friends who are Palestinian, right? And those friends are friends among themselves too. Like to the point that one of my friends, um, one of my IDF friends um, do you want to explain? Secretly do you want to explain had, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, uh, well, that's Israeli Defense Forces, right? Um, one of my IDF friends um, had to secretly smuggle my Palestinian friend into Israel, so that and vice versa, so they could attend, you know, um, weddings or whatever um, in each other's country. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy, like how close these friends are. Um, so when an IDF soldier dies in Palestinian territories and Hamas is saying release 10 terrorists 10 of our terrorists and then we'll give you the dead body they will do that oh often it's actually they hundreds it's not even for Whereas, three dead soldiers yeah 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 I'm just giving a rough example right that that this happens and they would do that Hamas on the other hand would deliberately go ahead and hide weapons in schools and hospitals and then be like, oh, look, they're targeting children. IDF tries to avoid it. Sometimes, you know, I don't know what their mentality is, how these defense forces work um, in terms of collateral damage. And it's just sad. I don't think it should happen. But if you're creating a human shield, what does that say about what value you place on your own human life? And the fact that you know your enemy is so much better than you, that they care about your the, your human lives more than you, that this works, that you know that this works on your enemy, that you know their mor- moral standards is higher moral, than yours. Yeah, than, than yours. 
So this is this is this is the kind of ridiculousness you're dealing with. And then with me too thing, women, why don't they um speak up? They have no agency in countries like Pakistan. They're fucked. In the Pakistani marriage document, the Muslim marriage document, majority, 99% of brides sign on a blank document. And I'll tell you that you don't even have to be a villager for that. Um, uh, recently, a uh, uh, 30-year-old Pakistani women's cricket team member got married. I happened to saw uh, the photo of her um, wedding document. And uh, my father, he was just like, he was just like, you know, did you see that? I was like, why? What's wrong with this? It's like, it's a blank document. Never, ever sign a blank marriage document. And you know why they do that? You know why they do that? When, they t- when the bride sign it, the priest takes it away. And there is a corner, like, you know how in Islam, default rights to brides and women are not given? You have to write down these special clauses, right? Default rights are given for men, like men, men can divorce and stuff, blah, blah, blah. But on the other side, in Pakistani document, because Pakistan is not a Sharia country, it's not completely batshit crazy, you can say that this woman has a right to divorce. You can write that down in special clauses. But what the priest does, is he takes a form and he draws a huge line across that thing. So all of her rights pages is null and void. It happened to my mother too. My mother's marriage documents is sh- like it's got a huge line on it too, right? Um, and nobody explained the document to her. No, no to my to to my dad even. The first time they ever saw a document was when they were getting married. They were like, "What the hell?" Right? So women have no agency in Pakistan. None, zero. A friend of mine was in an abusive marriage, and she couldn't leave because the kids would go to her husband. Right. So you are in this kind of situation. Now, if you are a woman living in Pakistan and saying Kandil was like there was she did nothing wrong. People are going to be like, oh, so you're like you're 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 all ready to have sex with everybody and anybody. Let's do it. They will slut shame you. They will do that to you. So how women find agency in that kind of environment. And and they think you're deserving of uh, like if rape. So yeah, okay. what the how women find agency in that kind of environment? They subscribe to the male doctrine, endorse the male doctrine, and that gives them a voice. That's but can how you, you blame have, them if that's what they've been brainwashed. I to think cannot like? completely blame them. I cannot. I cannot. Um, however, I do think that there is some blame there. If you are in that kind of situation, you can collectively speak out. But the problem, again, comes down to kids, 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 kids. And I completely understand now more than ever that what you wouldn't do to make sure that you're never separated from your child. So they hold that against women, that if you leave a man, the kids go to the man, right? So there's, there's, uh, there's things like that. And their justification for that, oh, the woman is going to go ahead and marry somebody else and that that's going to subject the child to... Uh, molestation or some sexual predator because uh, that father is under the adopted father in the adoption in Pakistan in Islamic uh, uh, doctrine does not exist so the, the just like the prophet of Islam married um, uh, his own daughter-in-law uh, who divorced his um, adopted son oh, his, his adopted son his adopted son's wife because and then he got a revelation very conveniently saying that your adopted son is never going to be your real son so you can totally and totally marries. Yeah. 
And that, that's yeah. why Canada has banned adoptions from Pakistan because Pakistan gives you guardianship if you're adopting a child. It, Pakistan has no formal adoption certificate that gives you All of this rights. because Muhammad became attracted to his adopted son's wife. So many people yeah. have to go so, through so much shit because Muhammad. Because of him, right. yes. a, lot, a lot but, of kids uh, have to be. But like one of our one of our friends had to go through shit ton of issues, uh, adopting his daughter from Pakistan, and the ordeal was terrible for for the mom, and it was just it's just ridiculous. And she the, and again like the kid was adopted, given up in the first place. Because it was an underage girl who was probably raped um, by her landlords, or it was an incest case, and she gave birth to a kid who they were willing to adopt. But it took so just them so just give a really fast summary to the people. Muhammad became, uh, saw his um, adopted son's wife. He became very attracted to her, but he thought that was he shouldn't do that because in, it kind of seemed like incest back then. If you if if you marry your former adopted, because he came and said, Look, "Hey, Muhammad, I'm not. I don't really even want her. I could divorce her if you want her, right?" But Muhammad was like, "No, this is not right. You're my son. I can't marry your your wife." But then he really wanted her, so this verse came down that you know what, your adopted sons are not really your sons, you know. So this whole adoption process became very complicated in Islam, um, and a lot of people are suffering. It would be just because, so then after well, it's, that, it's pretty much taboo. To, yeah. The adoption thing is all yeah, taboo. taboo, and and the, the, even worse if you if people adopt uh, baby girls. I mean, we had family friends in Pakistan, and everybody talked about it. Like you know, once a girl got older, people would come up and just openly tell the father, "Why aren't you making her do hijab in front of you? You know, you're not her." And he's like, "I'm her dad." He's like, "No, you're her adopted dad." In Islam, you can't be her father. Is not allowed. She, you're not allowed. She's not allowed to take the father's name. Or the mother's name, or anything. Well, mother's name doesn't really come into the picture in Islam, but she, she's not allowed. To, she cannot be treated, even inheritance, even when it comes to inheritance rights. Um, they have compromised inheritance rights because they're adopted. So there, there's definitive discrimination against adopted children in Islam because the prophet wanted his daughter-in-law. So, so, so going back to what Alish was saying, but given that what the things that you mentioned that it's so hard for women to speak out and the consequences for them speaking out and the brainwashing and all that, doesn't that make it even more, give us even more responsibility for people here that have less consequences for speaking out to, to be their but, voice? But yes, yes, I agree. But Armin, how much, how much can you say about these people uh, for these people when it's very very difficult close to impossible to show put a put a face to the story that look this woman they, these women these hundreds of women are uh, victims of this thing well, when I mean, you can't it show looks, it to people I, hmm. the, when you don't have that emotional appeal with facts it doesn't really it, you can't get too far However, I will say that at the same time, women like Linda Sarsour are doing more damage, right? By saying that, oh, this is liberation. No fucking bitch. This is not liberation. It's not because... Well, hijab, it's, you're I, talking I, about hijab. Yes, right. for, for hijab, right. for hijab. Right. And then that you're able to, you know, wear a burqa Yes, you have the right to make stupid choices. You also have the right to vote for Trump, like Asra Nomani, right? You have the right to make dumb choices, 
but I'm going to call your shit out and I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. Because all of these young Muslim girls in um, in the Western world who are wearing hijab as an identity, even though a lot of them have no family history of hijab, right? The Western media, in order to correct their mistakes of Bush era, they started putting hijabis and all of these, you know, bearded men as representatives, as the spokespeople for anything related to Islam. After any Islamic tragedy, they made the face of Islam or of the face of Muslims a hijabi woman and a bearded man. They made it. So in the whole process of victimization, and then I'm not saying that kids weren't bullied in school. I'm sure a lot of Muslim kids were bullied too. But what, does it does it justify taking an oppressive symbol and making it as your liberation symbol? Does it justify, would you ever consider wearing the Nazi swastika? No, as a liberation symbol, no. Then why are you making that same exception for hijab? And people are like, oh, hijab is just a piece of cloth. No, asshole, it's not. Because any woman who's wearing a hijab, you're never going to see her wearing a skirt. You're never, it's not just about clothes. You're never going to see her own her sexuality. You are never going to see that. Can I, can I make a social justice yeah. warrior devil's advocate argument? Uh, so what if, what if I say, you know, taking off the hijab is empowerment in a country where you're not supposed to take off your hijab, right? And here, if you're discriminated against for wearing the hijab, then it's empowerment to wear the hijab. So they're saying they're not supporting the hijab or not or taking off the hijab. They're supporting giving women the choice to either wear the hijab or take off the hijab. That's what they're supporting. You're, nobody's systematically discriminated for wearing a hijab. Give me one example. Well, I mean, the argument is that if the, if there is discrimination against Muslims, then women with if, hijab are easier to identify as Muslims than anybody else, right? Because you can't. So, they'll they'll bring up tur hijab bans in Turkey and no, hijab bans. No, no, but France. but but this this is the problem that I have conflating Muslim women with hijab. Yeah, but if I you, grew up. But yeah, I'm telling you, I grew up in Pakistan. Majority of Muslim women did not wear a hijab. They do not wear True, a hijab. But it, it's it, it's possible. It's it's very likely. For, it's very it's common for you not to wear a hijab and be a Muslim. But if you are wearing a hijab, then you are very likely a Muslim. So th that's why it's easy to discriminate against hijabi women because. But hijabi women are not discriminated against. In in North there, in there Iraq? there has been there there has been isolated incidents. Isolated incidents. There is no law against hijabi women. In fact, because of all of this bullshit, they're given preferential treatment in government offices and things like that, right? Um, they're not discriminated, discriminated, uh, discriminated at work. Maybe if you are going into porn industry, you will well, be. What about if you want if to you diet are, coke if on you a plane? Are, if you are going in porn industry, you will be discriminated. No, actually, there's but an issue there. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, there there, there is a of niche course, for that. Khalifa, I'm talking right? about yeah. like hijab, as in like the hijab, the whole hijab. Hijab is not the head covering. That's where people get fucked up, right? Hijab is 
the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. That's why that lady, the that lady that's why a lot state of, of mind, the state of mind. In, in Iran that was standing with the, were waving hijab. It was more shocking than other people wearing the hijab because it wasn't just that she removed the head covering. The whole outfit was not something yeah. that you're supposed like I, I because right. I've seen a lot of women video themselves taking off their hijab and then putting it back on and posting it. But she was she wasn't even wearing the manteau. She was just wearing like yeah. a boys at like a, the, the, yeah the, the, the t-shirt and yeah. jeans. Hey, hey I, right? I wanna I wanna jump so, in here. So, why? why oh, sorry, just one thing. Why why can't we do both, Armin? You know, to your what you're saying about you know how the the way it is here, the way it is there. If there are women over there who can't speak up, when they see a lot of times, like it's like the ex-Muslim argument, right? You have ex-Muslims out there; they're not able to speak up. So we do is when we speak up, then they get the the courage to also speak up and and come out of anonymity. Um, and obviously, it's a lot harder for them. It's a lot easier for ex-Muslims in North America, like by many orders of magnitude. So if you have this, if you have the same kind of thing, if women over there are saying, oh, "Okay, wow, the West are doing this whole Me Too thing," they're coming out talking about sexual harassment. But I mean, isn't well, that no, something that? No, but I'm that, not arguing uh, that we shouldn't do it in the West. Um, what I'm saying, why are we not also? I'm not saying reduce it in the West. I'm saying why are we not also focusing more on these other women that we need to see? Armin, Armin, this yeah. happened. This happened after Kandil's death, after Kandil's murder. Murder. Women took it to the streets, well, college streets, because if you're actually going on the streets, you're going to get raped and killed, right? Um, so, and, 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 and you, it got nowhere. It got nowhere because of the system, the, the, the way the societies are. So again, like on the, on the, um, uh, the hijab issue, that I have nothing against a woman wanting to make a dumb decision. I have nothing against it. But do not portray that dumb decision as a symbol of freedom. I will not accept the Nazi swastika as a symbol of, you know, pluralism and uh, multi multiculturalism. And I will not accept hijab as a feminist identity. It The choice to wear a hijab, the idea that you have the choice, that idea is feminist. The choice that you're making, the subject of that choice is not feminist. And if you are saying that it is, you're lying or you have no so, fucking idea so on feminism. Uh, one thing I tell people is like, for example, if so, if you try to force people not to wear the KKK costume, I'm going to go and support them and let them wear their KKK costume. But I'm not going to okay. do that yeah. by wearing one myself. Right. So I'm yeah, So right. is that a good is that a you know, so you're saying you support their, your support their right not, to I'm wear it. But you, at the same time, you think that it's a dumb decision that they're doing. And yes. I will speak out against it. Like, just like I support the right mm. of every citizen to be able to vote as their right, conscience right. dictates. But if you're going to go fucking vote for Trump for second term, I'm going to berate you just as bad as I berated the oh, first let's time Let's actually talk about that because it, I've seen you do that a lot on, on social media. But, but a lot of these people, some of these people that voted for Trump also um, think Mohammed is... Um, you know, the best person ever, right? I always think huh? like they're. I, Who said that? I, what? 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 No. So, for example, like, like, um, what was her name? Um, what's that lady's name that you guys go after because she voted for Trump? Oh, Astronomani. Like, yeah, yeah. So, wouldn't don't you think that p- thinking Muhammad deserves to be a role model for all people isn't that a more dumb decision than supporting Trump? 
Like in you know, do you know what I mean? Like, don't you think like why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Like no, you can you can I make two think, dumb decisions. I know, I you know, know but there's there's no limit to making dumb decisions. I agree, but I'm just saying that I think more more people are being called out for supporting Trump than supporting Mohammed. And I think as bad as Trump is, I think supporting somebody that had slaves and has raped a nine year old that should be that's a even bigger thing to, to call yeah out. but but you have to level the playing field armin like right. if you take trump and you put him back in the 7th century do you think <laughs> he'd be any different or worse and if you take wam and you brought him out to when trump is i mean I you, you have to I, look I at that i don't even know if trump ever I, left the 7th century trump, man trump is like the way he is <laughs> i mean the biggest defense i hear of trump is that hey at least he's not chopping off heads and throwing gays off the rooftops i'm like that's wonderful he's not doing that like, thank you for setting the bar so high i'm not saying that people shouldn't be called out for supporting no, Trump. I, I'm just I, saying that more people should also be called out for supporting my Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we no, do I, all, we I, do it all. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so here's the thing. Um I think that you and I go after both the people equally, right? Anytime I can bring up Muhammad's life in front of Muslims and tell them that, you know, this is what your dude did, I will bring it up and I'm going to do this. Um Anytime I can um, highlight how ridiculous it is that Trump, that Trump, Donald fucking Trump, is the president of the United States, I will bring it up. If you're saying that why more people are not criticizing Muhammad, it's the same reason. Or supporting. Uh, what's that? Or supporting, like, Muhammad, you know? What do you mean supporting? More people are not being... More people are not being called out for seeing Muhammad as a role model. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like why? Yeah, why yeah, people yeah. aren't going and uh, and uh, against Muhammad for as in as which I um army. Muhammad doesn't have a Twitter, so he doesn't come up with like something new, ridiculous thing every single day, right? The so, Quran is his Twitter. I know, but it's like it's also outdated, right? It's like Kofifi. It's 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 outdated. It's, and it's as open to interpretation. It's funny <laughs> the, the way that people look at the Quranic eyes. Like yeah. he didn't mean that. This is how you interpret the verse. People talk about his. They talk yeah. about his tweets that way. No, you got you can't take it literally. You have okay, to take so it. here's the thing. <laughs> so, so. Trump's Trump's <laughs> signature is making real time decisions and real-time help. L- l- let me finish. Sorry. Wait, wait, um, wait. One last thing. Alif Law meme is the same as Kafifi, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> I think that is the hidden meaning. <laughs> I think I'm... Oh, my God. That's think, a meme right there. I think right I'm there. enlightened now. <laughs> I think there's, like, God's light inside my heart right now. Um, anyway, so uh, do I get to have 72 virgins? But shit, I do not want virgin boys. They're horrible. No. <laughs> um, no. So uh, I was going to say that uh, Trump, Trump's administration is making real-time help for people, right? The whole um, immigration reform, um, healthcare reform, net neutrality got shot to shit, right? Um, the wall and all of that nonsense. It's happening right here, right now. It's and if bigger, we don't the focus, racism and the bigger, like all, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. I'm saying the things that have already passed on the table, right? And the, he's probably going to get the wall to on paper. I don't think it's going to actually happen so soon. Um, if he gets a second term, maybe we'll get like a little fence to start with. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, but I do think that it's going to, 
it's it probably gonna have it's probably going to get passed because they're already considering the bill in order to let the dreamers act um go through um so the so, uh so yeah so trump's issues trump's presidency is having real-time effect as we so speak. It's, so it's Mohammed's tweets. So if, no, 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 not like, oh, listen to me, okay. listen to me here, here now. So when something is presented in Congress, some, a bill is being contested, if you don't direct more people's energies towards, like call your representative right now and tell them not to sign it. Tell them I'm not for this shit. I'm not for this shit. You may see change right now. Mohammed thing. Like a Trump thing is a new cycle thing, right? Mohammed thing is going to happen very slowly, very slowly, because people have been believing in the same shit for 1500 years now, right? To weed that nonsense out of their heads, like, you know, you know that, that when, when, when Christian enlightenment was, happen, ha- was happening, it didn't happen in one day, it didn't happen in one year. It started very slowly. They wouldn't even fucking let them translate the Bible in English. Right, that's how ridiculous it was. At least, like Quran never had a restriction like that that you can't. It did Although have a little all the bit apologies, some, some, yeah. yeah, but but all the apologies, like until you understand Arabic, you can't understand the Quran. You know what, fucking assholes, go talk to Ibrahim Abdullah. He'll tell you what's in the Quran. I love that man. He'll tell you what's in the Quran. He's going to be on this podcast, yeah. by the way. So he'll um, he'll tell you what. Like he up. is a native Arabic speaker, and native Arabic speakers make the best atheists. He'll be like. This is my language. Don't fucking tell me, you fucking Pakistani Muslim, what's in my language, in my book that was uh, sent to my people, not your people, right? And like, I just love it when Pakistani and South Asian Muslims are like, we ruled Turkey, we ruled this, we ruled that. Like, what the fuck? No, you didn't rule shit. There were the Arabs who ruled that. You didn't rule shit right <laughs> so um uh so yeah so these changes happen very slowly and i think the change with islamic um enlightenment is happening a lot faster than other religions again thanks to technology because only 30 years have elapsed between salman rushdie's fatwa oh my god go watch Kirby enthusiasm's latest season because it's all about that if you are not, if you're not a Curb fan, you have no taste, A. And B, you need to start watching it. And I don't care, you can start watching it by with season nine. The entire season is about that. It's, it's about fatwa. Amazing. Yeah. It's in fact, amazing. someone or actually makes an appearance yeah, in it. Yeah, it's, anyway. it's amazing. And we, and we back to yeah, what you're saying. I love Larry David. Okay, so Salman Rushdie, fatwa for writing a novel that was not even as explicit as me saying Muhammad was a child rapist, right? 30 years have elapsed, and we're already at a point where so many people are saying this stuff that Salman Rushdie doesn't have a target on his head. He can walk around. He can go wherever he wants. He's not in hiding anymore. So we have already progressed so much. Um, I do think that we will see some setbacks just like after amazing Obama administration and a great win against racism. We ended up with an orange block. That is a setback. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Sharia overhaul of Pakistan. But I do think that it will be a setback. It's not to say that I have hope in the country or its people. Oh, God, I do not. However, I have hope in humanity as a whole. And I do think that if the whole humanity is progressing 
a lone country like Pakistan is not going to be able to resist getting up with times, uh, just like uh, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia. He realizes that. And a lot of the shit that got uh, Raif Badawi in jail, um, Salman, uh, th- th- this Mohammed bin Salman. Don't give him that much credit. He has no fucking idea. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Come on, I know, I know. But I, what I'm saying is that he's already making those things into law for which uh, Raif is still sitting in jail just for saying those things, right? Yeah. I'm not saying more that more people are going to jail while he's I, making I, it. I also before. understand. Yeah. I, I understand that. I understand yeah, yeah. that. And I yeah. think, like I said, this is going to be a very messy thing. This is not going to be a very straight cut. Oh, like this person is your hero. You're never going to see that because it's impossible to do that because these Muslim governments are so corrupt. You can cannot begin to imagine how corrupt they are. Yeah, I know, I'm from they, Iran. Just, yeah, yeah, just, 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 look, just look at the quality of the electorate. Right. The electorate thinks that an eight-year-old child is responsible for her own rape and murder. This is your, this is your elect, electorate, right? So how can you expect that the governing bodies of those countries are going to have a smooth process. They are not because the government reflects the quality of people. It really does. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? So yes, we are going to have. I think I think that's actually a really important point because I think what one of the things is like you know usually people talk about the government is corrupt, the people are you know oppressed by the government and so on, and that is probably true in a lot of places like in Iran, but in Pakistan, unfortunately, um, the common person. I mean, if you look at the guy who murdered Salman Tasir, the governor of Punjab, because he, he supported... They made a shrine for him and yeah. a huge can you, mosque. Can you, tell, can you uh, give a background to the audience? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you. So Salman Tasir was a, was a governor of, of the uh, the biggest province uh, in Pakistan, which is Punjab. And uh, there, there was a woman who was in jail for blasphemy charges. Her name is Asiya Bibi. Um, because she was a Christian woman, minority, and everybody was pretty much out to mob and kill her because they think that she insulted Islam or whatever. So he went and he made an appearance with her and he said that we have to get rid of our blasphemy laws. And his own bodyguard, was again, a bearded mullah type, super religious guy named Mumtaz Qadri, went and shot him. And when he shot him, hundreds of lawyers showed up saying that we're going to defend him for free. He's, he, he, uh, like, I, I think it's over a million people that showed up at his funeral. Not the governor. But the assassin, the person that because killed, he killed the guy, this guy that said that we shouldn't have blasphemy laws. People celebrated right. the guy that killed him. And so turn- now go up. I, I I want you guys to do this if you're listening to this, and if you can, if you're not driving or at the gym or whatever. Uh, it's his name is Mumtaz M U M T A Z Kadri Q A D R I. Look up Mumtaz Kadri funeral and do an image search and look at the crowds. These are the moderate average Pakistani population. I have cousins and friends who came here uh, to, from Pakistan with me, who I grew up with, and they look at it and they're like, I can't recognize this country anymore. He's like, that that was a turning point when they saw the crowds of that. They're like, wow, this isn't just the mullahs, the fringe. This isn't just the government. This is the common man's mentality that is completely fucked. Wow. That's yeah, and they yeah. yeah, and also a lot of people will say that oh, Pakistan was like so liberal back in the day. Pakistan was so this back in the day. Okay, first of all, it's not a surprise where Pakistan has landed. Okay, because Pakistan was founded on the principle a safe homeland for Muslims. In the same year, Israel was founded as a safe homeland for Israel. 
bo- for Jews. Both the countries were founded by secular government, secular people, right? Their founders were secular. The Pakistan's founder was secular too, although a narcissistic asshole, as you dig more history than how he lured uh, the creation of Pakistan and all of that stuff for his own powerful gain. Um, uh, and, you know, but, but, the, but the point is that both the countries were founded as a safe haven for a religious group. You really think that when you say safe haven for one particular religious group, you're going to end up with a secular government forever and ever and ever? Of course not. That is not how this thing works. Religious people, who the, the creation of Pakistan was propagated as holy war. That's how they projected it as. This is holy war. This is jihad. They did not project it as a freedom from oppression or, you know, Muslim, Hindu majority. In fact, in a Hindu majority country, India, you, they've had Muslim presidents. They've had um, a Muslim leadership. But in a country like Pakistan, everybody is just like in the gutter, right? Um, and in, in a country like, like um, all, of, all of their biggest celebrities are Muslims in India. All of the Bollywood, biggest Bollywood celebrities are Muslim. Oh, cricket stars. Right? Yeah, so I I'm not saying that, uh, that India doesn't have problems. India has a lot of problems. But extreme religious divide is not one of those problems. The current Indian government is more divisive, yes, but it's not such a huge problem that, you know, of course it cannot be ignored. It should be addressed, and a lot of responsible Indian citizens are addressing it, but it's nowhere near the, 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 the level of discrimination that you see in Muslim countries, including Pakistan, and the decline too. These, this, uh, the secular democracy, Indian democracy, is uh, booming economically, educationally in every aspect and one thing actually right? about so, india that so, i think we should um people should talk about more is india is actually home to the second largest muslim population in the world um yes, and we're very it close is. to the third and largest india, and, and there are only 13 india has got more muslims than pakistan <laughs> and it's uh <laughs> right. right it does and it's only it it's does. a but it, those muslims are only 13 percent of the population so it's it's really interesting to see that you can have such a massive the second largest muslim population in the world indonesia, after indonesia yeah. and there is not a single international jihadist terrorist who well, we're going to get Hindu India. terrorists one. pretty soon. Also, him, also, all of these Yeah, there's places, more Hindu terrorists than there are like Muslim terrorists yeah. in India. It's oh, funny. yeah. No, dude, like Hindu ter- Hindu Hindutva people can be really... Oh, the Hindu nationalists It's actually insane. getting worse and right? worse. They, they are, they're learning from their fellow Muslims. Yes. So, you guys, I'm going I'm to just type the name of the movie here. Um, if you can just... Um, plug this movie in your uh, Google comments or wherever audience can see it. It's Padmavati movie. And just Google that and hit news tab. P- yeah, that's P-A-D-M-A-V-A-T-I, Padmavati. It's, it's ridiculous what's happening. And this movie is just... Okay, so these people actually think that this queen existed and there is no evidence that this queen existed. Right? Same it's, with... It, they're very, what is it called? V- v- their science, they, they think like they discovered so many things before the modern world. Um, they, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vedic yeah. science. It's, oh, it's the same. Ganesha. No, no, no. Modi Vedic, actually Vedic made science. a speech to scientists. This is okay. We're going on a tangent yeah. here. But 
Oh yeah, he made God. a speech to scientists that look, we, this, by the way. we put an elephant, we put an elephant head on a human. Oh my uh, the, You know the Ganesha way before the neurosurgeons were doing that. We were doing head transplants, oh. and I was like, I was thinking maybe ISIS makes the same claim. Guys, about before head transplants. We, we we're running out. Of, should we talk about Aziz because we're talking about Me Too camp, uh, movement and stuff? Should we talk about Aziz? Oh yeah, can I can I just oh, wrap yeah, up okay. the point though because right, right, I right. kind of left yeah, it yeah, in, yeah. in the do. middle. So, yeah. Uh, so basically, my whole point was um, about bringing up like Israel and Pakistan's creation was that just like in Israel, you see Zionists taking over more government policies. The whole settlement thing is a Zionist thing, right? It's not a secular thing. Um, it's, it's, you know, bringing Jews from already settled places back. It's ridiculous. Um and in Pakistan, what you're seeing is like religious zeal on the rise since the day Pakistan was created, since the day Pakistan was created, right? This is not a surprise. When you, when you create a geographical territory for a specific religious group, this is what you get. This is not a democracy. You're not, they're like, oh, we're going to be a democratic republic. You cannot be a democratic republic. By saying that this group, this this is safe haven for especially these people. How can it be democratic at the same time? It can't, right? So it is no surprise. So people who say, oh, it only happened after Ziaulag, it only happened American intervention, blah, 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 blah. No. Yes, those were catalysts. Catalysts. They sped up some things, but these things were inevitable. These things were going to happen because of the flawed foundation of these countries now is there a way we can fix this yes how can we fix this just take out the religious identity component from the nationalist agenda are they gonna do it nope well i mean it's kind of the opposite of what's happening in iran right now right the iranian people are trying to push the government to become more secular the pakistan you have a so-called secular government and the people are pushing it to become more islamic is that a fair like a very simplistic way of looking at it um i don't think people as a whole want sharia written down they like the idea of it but at the same time i don't think pakistani military is ever going to let it happen right but again but what you're saying is that military like it's the military that doesn't want it to happen but the people so it's kind of like a little bit of the opposite of what's of, happening yeah. in iran right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i i i can't really say if majority of uh, pakistanis are in favor of officially making a sharia country i i can't make the claim however i do say that majority of Pakistanis are Pakistani Muslims are sympathetic towards Sharia, right? Um, and uh, I and, and the only reason I can't make that claim is because I actually don't know like the exact facts. It's really really hard to tell because the census and everything is not there, right? So I can't I can't tell you. And and the fact that uh, religious parties never really win majority votes in Pakistan that is another interesting thing. Now, is there corruption in the election system in Pakistan? Absolutely. Maybe yes. it's because they don't have the right religious ideas. No, 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 no. They have those. They they have those. Uh, because isn't parties. it like as as soon as soon as you disagree with them, it's just a little bit. And some religious things, then they hate you more than the secular people. They have they have hardline religious people 
but a lot of the people vote according to their ethnic identity, uh, ethnic party. Right. And there's right. also the element of remember right. what Muhammad Al Qadra told us, Armin, in a, the previous podcast when we had him on. Is uh, he said even in Syria, he said that if you ask them what they want, the people they'll say we want Islam. But if you ask them where they want to live, they're going to they're going to go to a secular yeah. country. So that, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, there's a uh, there's a because disconnect. That's where they're happy. The Muslims are dying in Muslim countries, but they're happy and living exactly as they wish in Western countries. Right? But then the, but, a lot of them in Western countries want to turn it to share. It. They want to make it like the places they. Anyways, but can we move to the uh, as it, because I wanted to ask what your views are yeah. on the whole Aziz Ansari situation. Yeah, uh, you you had a post about Aziz Ansari and how that was uh, that that was damaging for the Me Too movement. Are you guys so. sad that Islamists didn't get to me? So you guys are gonna like let me you know get killed by all the uh, regressive liberals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Regressive liberals. It sounds yeah. like that. Well, they're just benign. They're going to be like, hey, look at what she said. Anyway. Um, but just for okay. the people that have been in a cave or something, can you ex- just give them a very short summary, intro, but then give your opinions on it? Okay, you guys do the intro. I'm not um, doing the intro. Ali, do you want to do the very fast intro? About the about the uh, sorry sorry about the intro for what it, it, what happened with as sorry and what was Alishma's post on it that got a lot of reaction oh and- man that's gonna it's gonna Armin that's gonna be a longer discussion so let's just make this really quick so Aziz Ansari is obviously the actor who won a Golden Globe and after that there was a there was a blog that posted a, uh, an account from an anonymous woman uh, anonymous woman named Grace and fake name obviously because she's anonymous and she said that uh, she had a date with Aziz Ansari that went. Uh, very badly that he kept on pestering her for sex and eventually um uh she had to leave i mean it took her a while to leave but you know eventually she had to leave she said she said quoted a uh, quote she quote that it was a, it was a worst night of my life um and uh, this thing came out as an accusation and obviously he was lambasted for it on social media and he did come across as a creep in the post um and alishpa had a she put up a facebook post about it saying that this is damaging to the Me Too movement, which a lot of people, I think the Atlantic, Barry Weiss at the New York Times, the Washington Post, a lot of these, even these liberal sort of outlets talked about how uh, this was not that good. Ashley Banfield had had a segment on on Headline News uh, talking where she was very, very angry at this, at this woman, not for the experience she had, which was obviously horrible, but for the fact that she was um, blurring the lines between Sexual adult, uh, sexual assault, and uh, and I guess uh, sort of buyer's remorse, or you know, someone who who just had a bad date, which she thinks is damaging to the actual, you know, real victims of of things like uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing. Obviously, I'm just narrating this whole thing. I'm gonna let so Alishba essentially, I think, had the same kind of opinion, and uh, got and the counter argument to that is that you know this this Me Too movement, our expectations from men. And uh, shouldn't be just not to rape. We should have higher standards than just not raping. That's why this was okay to be part of the Me Too movement. Yeah. Okay. So my views on this thing um, are A, Aziz Ansari, that they, whatever he did was not okay because it was bad manners. It was ridiculous, it was obnoxious, and it was pestering, creepy. and it's somebody, it was creepy, it's sleazy, 
And it's somebody I would never go on a date with again. I have been on at least two dates like that. And goodness, it was just a pain in the ass. I'm sorry about okay. that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I, I'm kidding. No, the, the, uh, okay. so. uh, no I mean, I, I'm sorry too that I lost like, you know, five hours. No, Ali was making a joke that no. is as if it's one wrong of those time to make a joke. Oh. oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible <laughs> joke. I should not have made it that time. But, <laughs> oh my God. You, <laughs> I, I get Ali's jokes now. <laughs> this was not right. supposed to be a joke. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's not no, no, funny. I know, I know, it's not funny. It's not I, funny. I was, yeah. And this is why this 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 is another thing that trivializes my point when people react like that, right? Um, I'm not going to divorce you, and I love you to death, but you know, just like we know, nobody's perfect. So, uh, anyway, so moving forward. <laughs> Um, because we're short on time, so I'm not gonna publicly berate you. Okay. I'm, I'll make an exception for you. <laughs> Thank you Everybody so else much. Is subject, Thank you so much. Subject to my uh, broth. Anyway, um, so so this Aziz Ansari thing. I think that it was a really really bad date because she had the agency and the opportunity to leave. Right, leave. And and I'm not saying that she was cornered and she was in, in the apartment and she couldn't figure out how to get out. They got to the apartment. She whined that, oh, my God, he didn't even ask me if I like white or red wine. Half the time, I don't even have white wine in my fridge. So if somebody likes white wine too fucking bad, <laughs> you know. Um, so she, that was her first complaint that he didn't ask me. Um, and uh, right there, I was like. Okay, so I think you have a problem right there that the date did not live up to your expectations because when I went through rape and harassment, I was not worried about what I had what I was drinking or oh, did he even offer me to sit down? <laughs> Those are not the things I was concerned about. I was concerned about the act itself. Well, just, just to be clear to the audience, you actually experienced. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. yes. Being right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what happens in this situation is that after they hang out at his apartment, they leave to go have oysters, right? And now white wine makes sense because you'll eat white or you drink white wine with seafood. Oh no no they they went so, to the, they went to the restaurant before they went to his apartment and after. No, first they went to the apartment, then they left the apartment and went. No 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 to no no no, no no no. It was yes, the other way yes, around. Yes, I'm yes. telling you. I'm telling no, you. No 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this right now. Does it matter? It does matter. It does matter. No, no, it doesn't it matter does because matter. either way, white wine goes with oysters. Whether you have the wine before or after. Okay, but anyway. isn't that like the? Uh, okay. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recheck on this. I'm gonna recheck on this. But it was at the dinner where he made it clear that he's like, "Let's get out of here." And he made it clear that he wanted to go back to his apartment to have sex. Right. And I, if I was in that situation, I was just like, I do not want to go back to his apartment because then it'll be impossible for me to leave. I would grab that public opportunity and be like, 
you know what um i am gonna uh we're gonna reschedule this date i'm gonna i'm gonna or I just say, gonna you were right i was wrong whatever. they did go first to the apartment and then the thing. Uh, this was my major contention oh my her. god I was now like, you have you another had... one on me anyway go on yes go on. anyway like you were there you were uncomfortable in the first apartment meet, right? But even then if she leave, was in the apartment, like she, she didn't ever physically stop. Yeah, her. no, <laughs> and he never stopped her. But, but, but I'm saying that even if he's like, because I can understand that in situations like that, nobody has to physically stop you for you to feel really unsafe. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, yes. In the situations where I was in, I was not physically stopped, but because the act of rape is so brutal that you actually freeze. And you feel unsafe mo- do, doing anything, making any moves, saying the wrong thing, right? Um, so they leave the apartment. He makes his intentions very, very clear what, what, what he wants out of the date. He's not looking for, you know, you know, a deep emotional connection. He's not looking for that. So he has, she has a pub- second opportunity she could have you know not gone on for the dinner but she went on for the dinner and then she had has a second opportunity to not go back to his apartment she has the opportunity now she's saying she's like she's saying that she doesn't she did not have the the agency like she's a child that was put in the backseat of a taxi no she wasn't she willingly said okay because she wanted to give him a chance she wanted to give him a shot, and she wanted to connect with him. So, what was right? he, what did he do wrong? He kept on pushing her for sex. Wait, didn't every wasn't, single time people are saying that she did something first before him? No, I don't know the details. I didn't. Um. Yeah. So basically, like he kept pushing her for sex. He kept pushing her for sex. He he kept like you know. So that's just they, um, they did well, other sexual just, stuff before, yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, like they, they, they. Um, so that's um, just bad manners. They kiss. Is, it, is it bad yeah, manners and then, and then or is it worse? She was like, she was like, it's bad manners. She was, she was like, I'm not into it. Like, I, you know, she, I would just like a back massage. So he would back massaging her, and then they're like in a dimly lit apartment, back massaging, and then he leans in and makes another move, and she resists, she resists, she resists, and then every time she says no, he stops. But a few minutes later, he makes another move. Right, because like, because he was really fucking horny in a sleaze ball, right? So he thinks that if he keeps pushing, let me finish the story. Yeah, Arby. I didn't say anything. So he he thinks, yeah, he thinks that like if he keeps pushing, she'll eventually give in, right? But she did not want to have sex with him, and that's what he did wrong. And I think nobody should ever, ever, ever put anybody in that situation where they're like, oh, if I keep saying, then maybe she'll <laughs> give in, give in. It's give not in, a negotiation, like, oh, you know, right? like it's ridiculous. Like you know, oh, like you know, let's lo- no. Um, that's where, that's where he was wrong. However, that does not qualify sexual misconduct because there were two adults on a date where she willingly, um, even after he made his intentions clear, I'm not saying that she, she should have been raped because of that. She is allowed to change her mind. Absolutely allowed to change her mind. Right. But at that point, it was not about changing her mind. She had already made up her mind, but she chose to still go back to his apartment um, then when she realized that this date is not going to pan out as, you know, she's not going to end up as his girlfriend. And she was just in a situation where he was just like, Hey, Hey, whatever. So they ended that's so you know, like I'm horny, I'm horny. 
instead of leaving, she ended up giving him a blowjob and then he went down on her and then he had the sexual preference of putting fingers in the girl's mouth and she didn't like that. Right? Yeah, this is ridiculous. She didn't like she she didn't like that specific aspect of it either. So overall, they were not a sexual good match. They were not they were not compatible. He was looking right. for a fix. She was looking for a boyfriend. And it did not happen. I am saying that women should absolutely talk about this, but where is the context of this discussion? The context of the discussion is that men, when you go on a date, you are not automatically entitled to sex. And if the woman is saying that she is not interested in sex, then you should probably look for some other fixture. Like you have Tinder, go on Tinder, right? You do something oh, else. Don't go on you, Tinder. Um, I don't know. I, I was married before Tinder came around. Is it right? I never got to experience the pleasure of letting a stranger come into my home and potentially kill me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? now, now you're shitting I never had that. Do, 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 you, do you think that, do you think he deserved to be public, like, if it was in another context, if it wasn't part of the Me Too uh, movement, would publicly humiliating him, would that be, uh, deserve, would, did he deserve that? Um, okay, so here's the, here's the thing. I would say that the choice of words matter. In this case, because Babe is a shit news, uh, shit, shit website, right? It's a ridiculous, it's, it's, it's a really, really bad website. They don't have any journalists. They have like kids writing blogs, right? Um, so that's why the choice of words was in a way that made it seem criminal and accusatory. I do think that this thing should have been discussed, but in a more delicate way, in a more detailed way, and in a way to, to, to do justice to the story. To do, to, and by, by handling it the way Babe did, it took away the conversation that needed to be happened. So, so it was okay if she right? came public about him and publicly humiliated her him. But if that's, she, that's where the language. She, no, but that's no, but where the language. Said, what if she said? What if she said? Listen, this is not um, assault. This was not. I, I, I did this myself. I chose this myself. I went there myself. This is nothing like that. Uh, this is not sexual misconduct, but I'm going to tell you that this guy is a creep. This guy doesn't know, like publicly humiliate him. Oh, but we do all the time. We do that. Like I go on bad news. No, I talk to my girlfriend it on all the block, time. It just doesn't it make news articles because yeah, it, it doesn't make news articles because none I, of those I think guys that's, were celebrities, right? I mean, I've been on bad dates. I never no, talked about but, my bad dates to other people. Yeah, yeah. But in your bad dates, were you feeling sexually pressured? Yeah. Yeah. But but I but don't go embarrass them. I'm going to be controversial. Yeah, yeah. It's no, different I'm for a guy to be was, sexually pressured this versus is, a woman. This but. is this is this is not this is not about um, embarrassing him. This is about trying to hold men accountable for their actions, right? I would the the guys I went on date with dates with who were like that. I warned my girlfriend. Be like, you know, if he, anybody ever asks you that they're going out with this guy warn them and this is this is the kind of person that he is right and i think that i i all i'm also willing to consider that it may only be that one particular night when aziz and sorry was feeling especially horny because i have 
seen decent guys, you know, once in a while they do some horny shit, right? And that's fine. However, I don't think that is advisable to do it on a first date with somebody. It's like ridiculous. But, like, what mean, the fuck are you doing? You don't you, even know the person. Aren't, you, aren't they supposed to be like horny? Like, isn't that the whole point of having sex? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no, um, no, no. Know. But, but, but here, I think, I think, she's I think about here what the, here's horny. what the problem was. Aziz Ansari, right. Aziz Ansari yeah. saw this date as a sexual opportunity where she saw it as one of the first many dates to a guy she could potentially have a relationship with. Right. So she wanted a relationship. He wanted sex. Didn't go down the way it was supposed to. Neither of them got what they wanted. And uh, they and it's not even like she left after he came. Like, they did it again. Like, you know, uh, the oral sex. They did it twice. Right. I'm like, I, I, you know, uh-huh. I think the advice to uh, anybody is is way more is, in my opinion, is way more simple than that. It's it's not just it's in sex. Just, just yep, don't be an asshole, a, right? Yeah, don't, don't be, be an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. Don't. That, this is the only tip you anybody needs. Like, don't just think about yourself. Think about yes. and what you want. Think about that's what other what people want that's as well. What that's what this is about. That's all and you need to know. About, right? That's yeah. Yeah, and and I think and I think this discussion has. Uh, place in the extended me too conversation because it's this kind of behavior that enables men into being rapists right this kind of behavior that becomes a habit entitlement right entitlement the idea of being a yes the entitlement that Oh, I took you to dinner. Why the fuck aren't you having sex with me? Right. So, so guys, I so I, like I need to be the uh, the bad guy here and yeah. uh, just say. I know, I know, but let me finish <laughs> okay. this. I have so, so many um, more questions. So, so, oh, so, okay. so, yeah, so, so, okay. so it has it has a place in Me Too movement in a tangent. However, to lump it with rape harassment in a way that Selma Hayek, in a way that. Um, What's her face? Uh, um, all of these other actresses went through that their careers would have been destroyed if they hadn't given into sexual advances of Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. and you know their their livelihood was on the line, their dreams were on the line. Um, if it if or the USA gymnastics team, right? U.S. That was like I don't even know what to say about that. Where it was not, she was the, the girls were not betrayed by just the doctor, but two institutions that constantly protected but, him. But right? so wait, so if 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 somebody wants to complain about something, they have to wait until this Me Too movement is over before they can complain about no, it. No, they can complain about it. I'm saying that do, the way Aziz Ansari's story needed to be handled, the choice of words, the editorial justice was not done so did they jump on the me did they seem so, like they were jumping on the me too it was a completely accusatory tone and you don't take that tone this was like as if he violated yeah it was her. a little opportunistic Armin, i think uh, I just yes it, it it felt like that um, so and i think she had a serious crush on him and then you know We've all been on dates when where we had crushes on people and then after the first day we were like oh, yeah i'm <laughs> out of here Right. We've been like, oh, you're not as fancy as you sounded in my head. Right. Even even famous people. 
right? I know I've been on a date exactly like that with at least one person who is very, very popular in secular movement. Okay, yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, going to no, no, say. I know, I, I know. I, I just said <laughs> I recognize. I'm not because, not because I don't, not because I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to like protect him or anything. I'm just because it's been such a long time and that I just like, don't okay, want to get into this whole right. thing. <laughs> if he sees this, no, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, not saying wrap it up. I have no problem with it. I was just saying into the whole defense and all of that stuff. But I have been in, but I have been in exactly the situation. Um, before and exactly the situation where she what she's describing of course you know we're married um right Uh, exactly what she's describing and i cannot say that it was assault it was obnoxious it was pestering i fucking hated that shit right but i do not feel that it was you know because i willingly went on a date and then i got out of the date <laughs> yeah do you think do you think that right? you, uh, so one it's thing about that some like, people uh, might criticize you Elish Baran, is that you are way more powerful and then you know you take control of things and you you're you know you don't take shit from anybody right and then you might judge other women why aren't we teaching no, but women you, see, to you take might control. judge other women through your way of thinking and you think why can't they be more like me you but are you men, are very str- stronger than most women but but Armin, if somebody is sitting, if if you if you go to this person's house and you're already feeling uncomfortable, that's strike one. They take you out for dinner and they tell you explicitly what they want out of this date. Strike two. You proceed to give into what they've been wanting, consenting to it in the moment. You are allowed to change your mind, but in the moment you consented. Now, if you're saying my nonverbal cues were saying no. Huh. But your verbal thing was like, yeah, let's go to your apartment after you said, I want to have sex at my apartment. What am I supposed to think? I can call an Uber and go. I'm at a restaurant. I'm under no threat. If I refuse sex to him, he's not going to have any impact on my career. Nothing is going to get shot to shit. I, what excuse do I have? I like how we kept on switching positions. Uh, <laughs> switching you know, positions. Each, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Okay, uh, Armin hates it when I do that. <laughs> Actually, um, when when other yeah. said that's not how yeah. it went down, I was going to make another joke, but then I decided not to. But Armin, go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> All right. Okay. okay so I have to. So I am going to. Okay. I, mean, no, I will stop. stop this whole thing now because I have to curate over <laughs> here. Uh, so uh, let's put one final question uh, for you, and then we're going to wrap up. This has been really, really fascinating. Um, the the question is this: that you one of your criticisms that you get is that you're very very in your face. You call people stupid. Uh, you're aggressive in in your critic. You're very firebrand. And actually, it reminded me of uh, this video that I saw of Christopher Hitchens and Al Sharpton. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but Al Sharpton was sitting there talking to Christopher Hitchens, and there was a question from a guy in the audience, and I. Kind of felt bad for him because you know he said that you know if you have that you know religion, what's wrong if people want to keep it and it makes them feel good and comfort? And the first thing Hitchens said to this guy, who asked a very common question on TV, turn on, he's like, "What an incredibly stupid question." Yeah, he stupid immediately question, shut it down. Yeah, and if you look at the hitch stops, he used to do it all the time. So, and people used to hate him for it. Yeah, and uh, but but he used to use the same kind of thing. Do you think there's a 
there's clearly, I mean, obviously you, you do the same thing, use the same tactic. You and I are very different that way um, in terms of how we communicate. I enjoy it when you do it a lot vicariously, even though I don't do it myself. But um, yeah. you, do you find that useful or productive? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because my audience is, you have to see that my audience is different than your audience. Um, not everybody, you, you can see a lot of religious people loving Carl Sagan because obviously they didn't see the shit sandwich that he was serving, right? A shit sandwich, but as in? The, oh, yeah. like, a, what do you mean? The, the Nicely um, packaged pale, shit pale, in a very, yeah, yeah it looks delicious, yeah. but it's pale, pale, pale blue dot is a shit sandwich. You mean in no, a good in way? A good it's way, a yeah. beautiful shit sandwich. Yeah. No, you mean shit for religion. That's what you mean. No, no, no. Shit in the sense that like you put something really nice that they want to hear. Then you put your right. own agenda and then something nice that they want to yeah, hear. Yeah. So that the, you well, feed The reason it to why them. I'm clarifying you because for us, that's not yeah. shit. That's no, no. For, she she that's means an good. This is yeah. a Zermin yeah, yeah. we're talking to. She means when she talks about shit sandwich, it means it's a good fucking thing. No, but it's a common <laughs> term. Okay, shit right, sandwich is a common term. Right. No, right. Yeah. So, so, so Carl Sagan is serving a beautiful shit sandwich. Like I would make a tattoo out of it and put it on my bag. And it's pale blue dot is like my absolute favorite. And I try to watch it at least once every year, just to remind me of how I do need some down, you know, calm inspiration, uh, inspiration tool. Um, and Carl Sagan is amazing for that. I don't know why more people don't consider him a prophet. I would be happy with that religion. Actually, not really, but still. <laughs> um, so, but but there are people for like who really need a slap. <laughs> like they will not understand. They will run all over Carl Sagan and not understand. My friend Sabine Mahmood was a Carl Sagan type of person. She ended up with a bullet in her head. She invited. So this person who killed her, he was among the many people who were sending her death threats. And she was like, dude, come on. How about you come over to my uh, institute and we go for tea and then we can talk and hash your issues out. How about that? This is this was the kind of woman she was. But, but And the same guy ended up killing her. No, but what I'm saying is that some people need the shit sandwich. Uh, some people need shit sandwich and that's the only thing that gets to them because... The only thing in their mind is just like, if somebody's talking to me nicely, I will talk to them nicely too. But some people who really, really need a shock and they really, really need everything spelled out clearly as it is. I cannot tell you how many people write to me and say, oh, two years ago we had an argument. I was so dumb about it. But I completely see that every single thing you said to me about religion. So, guy, guy wrote to right. me. He's like, "Can you tell Lishpa to unblock me? I had a huge fight with her because I used to be religious, and she the, called the me." The only time I hold on, let me let me let me tell you what happened. So, he's if they start talking about rape yeah, no. threats and shit like no, no, that, but then he, he was people. like, "You know, we had a huge fight, and uh, I was uh, really religious, and I got very angry, and she was calling me stupid and all that stuff. And uh, now, and two years later." Uh, now I'm an atheist too. Can you please tell her to unblock me? So that that has happened. But but he and is, also yeah. and also and I, I'll tell you, Armin, why I do this. Another reason is that because I hate the Quran, and majority of the shit in the Quran is actual shit. There is uh, this guideline in the Quran that talk to people according to what their brains can handle. I'm paraphrasing, right? According to what their intellect can handle. 
don't don't talk to them in languages or or, or ideas that they're not able to grasp. I don't believe in that. No, no. You should be able to fucking see that if a 53-year-old marrying a 9-year-old is wrong in any age. That's why we don't do it anymore. We don't have slaves anymore because we know even when it was okay to have have slaves legally, it was morally right. wrong. Yeah, right? should know that. So for for that reason, I tend to have more faith in humanity than Ali, that these people are gifted with technology where they can speak to me from across the world literally at light speed, right? And they are not able to understand that their God did not give Muhammad Wi-Fi. Right. And we created right. Wi-Fi. But, but here's the thing, though. We always tell people that we, uh, we, we fight ideas not people right um what if some what what if i play devil's advocate and i tell you that you know we could be very aggressive when it comes to fighting ideas but not take it personally and insult the people that believe in those ideas right not take not make it personal some yeah most of the times i am talking about ideas most of the time i'm like this is a fucking dumb idea or this is a fucking dumb group Right? I can call MRA a fucking dumb group because it is. I can call ISIS vicious fascists because they are. They are people, and I am going to describe who they are as people. I am not going to shy away from that just because. Well, no, it's, those it's, are people that commit nice. crimes. I'm talking about just people right. with ideas that right. are wrong, right? So, somebody who is supporting uh, Muhammad's nine year marriage to a child or saying that, a, that an eight year old is responsible for her own rape, isn't that akin to is, is, isn't that being uh accessory to crime of course it is of course it is right because these people will go ahead and vote for the tv show to be banned but not for sex education curriculum to be made public right so i am not saying that my approach is for everybody of course it's not dawkins is not for everybody hitchens is not for everybody sagan carl sagan is not for everybody because a lot of people may admire his uh, words, but it, they may not be able to understand what he's eventually getting at. Right? He's saying that religion is dumb. Talk science. The only difference is that I'm willing to say it in those words. Religion is dumb. Talk science. Okay. Religion is dumb. Talk science. I think that's right. a great way to... How can, tell, people, tell people how they can find Alishba. If they... You can find me on Twitter. Secularly yours. And you can find me on uh, Facebook. Although, if you're going to send me a friend request, have the courtesy to send me one line introduction <laughs> in the message who you are and what's up with you. Um, or you can just follow me on Facebook. My comment section is publicly off because I always get rape threats and rape comments if I open it publicly. It's not that I'm scared. It's just that it gets really, really old and really, really tiring. And uh, every time I open my comments for public, no n guys don't get it. Ali doesn't. Ali, Ali never gets it. Armin never gets like, oh, I'm gonna come we over and shoot We do get rape threats, but not to us, to a female like our mothers, mothers, yeah, that's what I'm sisters. Yeah, so I've gotten, I've gotten threats like, wife, I'm gonna daughter. come, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you and shoot bullets in your vagina. Oh yeah, fuck. Wow. Who says these well, things? Religion of somebody peace, told apparently. me that they're gonna come and rape my mom, 
And then I told them I yeah. wanted to shame them. So I told them, actually, my mom has died from cancer. So I thought that you're going to be like, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. But you know what they said? They said, like, okay, I'm going to go find her it's corpse. Like, oh, my God. Roman. I, I don't even like, know how you yeah. say that. That's just like. Tar- yeah. Somebody told me. I was like. The, but but this, this is what happens. So my public comments are off. Um, you can follow my discussion. Um, like my, my views. And you can interact with me on Twitter. Twitter is fine because I can mute your ass. <laughs> Um, cool. so I can do but, that. but isn't it interesting that even when they want to insult us they find fe- like it's very popular to find female it it's, goes I'm telling you it goes all the way it's, down it's honor it's about sexuality. It's this honor killing that thing is the, the thing that we started with the topic that we started with religion is always focused on a woman's skirt length always for a reason and, and not just religion politics too Trump grabbed them by the pussy. Why? Well, re- there's a good book on this, um, right? God, God and Sex. Uh, th- it has a theory on that, but I'll leave that to another episode. I don't want to get into that right now. Um, but but thank you so much, Alice. But this was very. This was a lot of fun. It's, uh, this was a lot of fun, and I was. Re- I hope I didn't say a lot of stuff that people already know, and it was repetitive and boring. We should come again on, on a different. Yeah, topic. yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, sure. this is gonna yeah. be good. So. <laughs> sure. Like Aziz and Sari doing the two. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. And people in the live chat, thank you so much for staying with us, you know, for two hours straight. Um, uh, Sorry, I talked too no, much. No, no, people love <laughs> It's great. And also, um, Obeid was saying hi and... So, anyways, thank you guys. Thank you for saying. It. Oh, sorry, I did not even see the chat. You had written some questions, right? No, I, I, pe- what what oh, people oh, message oh, oh. in the live we, chat? We already, we already asked you. Yeah, so. yeah, we already. Yeah. Already, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I actually oh, did d- not don't worry. see that's, any that's of that because that's that post okay. was <laughs> that's, yeah. super that's long. Okay. okay. All right, guys. Okay. Bye. The Secular Jihadists have been made possible thanks to the Illuminati and the covert support of Israel and the CIA. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. If you like what we do, please support us. Share the podcast with your friends. Write and tweet us with topic and guest suggestions. Or head over to secularjihadist.com and give a dollar or more for exclusive access to live video. Have your questions read and answered on the air and more. Till next time, may the flying spaghetti monster be with you.